start now. Those two kids are witches. Find them. Now, from Walt Disney Productions, a motion picture of unearthly power. Escape to Witch Mountain. Well, hunted. You have power. Well, I want to be able to understand these powers. Their only hope is escape to Witch Mountain. Rated G. Welcome to the Medfield College Film Society, the only podcast that watches, reviews, and rates Disney films from scenic Medfield College. <laughs> they can't say that, can they? We're here in the hallowed halls. But tonight, we're in top gear for season four, rocking and rolling down the virtual Disney Plus highway in our Winnebago. But let's take a pit stop and a scenic overlook and pick up our ne'er-do-well society members. We're going to start with the self-appointed leader of the group, Mr. Robert McSwain. How you doing tonight, Robert? Sorry, I got I dumped a bag of flour on me here. I'm covered. Like, oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Winnebago's been rocking and rolling a little too hard for me, though. But uh, Yeah. This reminds me of one time I was up on the Blue Ridge Parkway with a friend of mine, and uh, I met these people were there, and I was like... They didn't, there was no car there. And I was like, they started talking to us. And I was like, where are you all from? They're like, Florida. It's like, cool. They're like, yeah, we walked here. Huh. I was like, you just walked here? They're like, yeah, we just walk all over. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to tell the story about coming back from Disney World in our RV, watching Godfather <laughs> Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> A lot of RV uh, experience. Passing people who just walked. Walked from Florida. They just walked. Walked walk from know, Florida like all the way to the parkway. Huh? Little Johnny Appleseeds roaming all around the country. I guess so. Doing who knows what. Well, there you are down in Florida yourself, Mr. Michael Crawford. How's it going? I did not walk here. Uh, it is going very well. Very well. That's good. That's good. I mean, it's not, but it sounded <laughs> good to say. But you got to say that it's going <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, say. Uh, yeah, glad Should to be go back. to pieces, you know? He's trying to get away. <laughs> trying to get... I'm an old man, and I don't like children or <laughs> I oranges. I don't know. Something. Tops. Something. Tops trading cards. Uh, all right. Well, the home of the Blue Ridge Parkway, where we're at right now, sitting on the side of the road, waiting at the scenic overlook, Mr. Andy Brown. Now, he did walk from his house. Andy, how's it going? I, I walk everywhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to the devil's stomping ground. Yep. I walk. Yeah, I walk. I've been everywhere, man. Just like the Johnny Cash song. That's right. <laughs> well, it's time to get in this RV. I mean, this Winnebago is sweet. It's very angular. Um, <laughs> very wind resistant. It's very wind resistant. Uh, very Winnebago-y. Yeah. Very Winnebago-y. Uh, in, in real life, there is one of these down the road from my house uh, that I oh, just man. think of a little fondly, a little bit more fondly now. But let's head on down the road and see where it takes us. Michael, where's our next stop? 
Well, tonight we are discussing the 1975 Disney classic, Escape to Witch Mountain, written by Robert Malcolm Young, based on a novel of the same name by Alexander H. Key. This movie was directed by John Huff. It was produced by Jerome Cortland and Ron Miller, of course, and it stars Eddie Albert, Ray Milland, Donald Pleasance, Kim Richards, and Ike Eisenman. Features some music by Johnny Mandel. Suicide is painless. Mm. That guy. Oh, it's uh, nice guy. Yeah. Mm. So a, a 1970s Disney product with a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, Michael, do you know anything about how this movie, like when it went into production, how they picked it? Like anything about that? I don't know. I. I, I was wondering these things because it feels so very different from it all does. these other yeah, things we've seen. It really does. And it feels like, I mean, maybe it's like a shade of like the first of things to come. Yeah. Kind of you can see like this that. path going to like something wicked this way comes and watcher right. in the woods. But this director, John Huff had come from England. He was a British television director who started directing films in America and uh, wound up doing this. So maybe that accounts for some of its different mood. Uh, it wasn't really from the Disney factory, I guess. He did, he did the sequel, and then he also did uh, um, Watcher in the Woods, too, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, so he did and a couple. And he also of did the squeakquel. <laughs> yes, he did the squeakquel. Witch Mountain, the squeakquel. Um, uh, so, so yeah, very, very, very moody. Not, not. Uh, you imagine this like serving up in theaters next to a million dollar duck, and it is right. a yeah, horse so of a different color for sure. Yeah. You you bring up this different factory idea, and that's something that would play out, uh, especially in the next decade, where you know it's not all being done by the same production house. Um, but yeah, this yeah was a lot of people were retiring. They were kind of filtering out of the studio and, or, or just, you know, passing away or retiring and they were bringing in new people and yeah, this is kind of what happened. Johnny Mandel, you know, you know, who didn't retire yet? Who's Evelyn that? Kennedy. Evelyn She's Ken there every freaking time, man. The iron horse. Yeah. <laughs> that music editing, man. She is uh, a workhorse. Had her in there in that tape bay, just slicing tape. When did she know. hang it up? I don't know. I, that, that'd be something interesting to look up. It'd be interesting to talk to whoever knows the most about Evelyn Kennedy because she is in everything. I, everything. Yeah, a lot yeah. of those sort of technical folks like makeup and hair and things like that, editing and things, you see them in every one of these movies we've done. It's just a machine. Right, right. Well, Andy, had you ever seen Escape to Witch Mountain? Which I, I had not seen this movie, uh, but it felt like I had seen it before as I was watching it because it felt like... Mysterious? <laughs> no, it felt like someone took like the Dukes of Hazard and mixed it with the A team 
and and because it felt just like a show, one of those types of shows. It had the same look. I think they shot it in a similar location. I think the same. It feels like the same cinematographer did all this together. You know, all these the series together. Um, but uh, it was it was something else. <laughs> Robert might have a have words with you about the cinematography being yeah, just man. like that. Yeah. Um, I got thoughts coming up. All okay. right, I can't wait to talk about it. Well, I think we should dive into it. I think we should. Uh, so, yeah. was it a? Are you saying yay, nay, or just okay, and somewhere in the middle? I guess. Yeah. What, what are you <sighs> saying, Andy? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back my opinion. <laughs> oh, he's gonna appropriately wait. mysterious. Yeah. That's right. Powder dry. Mysterious. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's get in this Winnebago. Let's, uh, you know, get this good gas mileage. Let's put leaded gas in it if we can. Head well, off. Hopefully. Up which mountain? It just tastes so good. Mr. Robert McSwain. Simplicity and glorious fanfare music, the Buena Vista Distribution Company. Bum, 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 bum. Incorporated. We cut to a black screen as we hear the sound of people running and the music fades to add suspense. Oh, as man. Two ghost like figures emerge from the darkness. What in the world is going on? I forgot about this, but this is Disney's Albert Broccoli intro. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, this it's feels amazing. very James Bondish. <laughs> the music, yes. Johnny Mandel. Come on, so good. Walt Disney Production presents Escape to Witch Mountain. The figures, which are blue silhouettes, run into the camera, and animated dogs are chasing them. Jeff, Michael, and Andy, you wanted you want to elaborate on the dogs or anything here? Oh, boy. I know you have thoughts. I do. These dogs are kind of weird. These, Because uh, <laughs> it's like they went to the animation studio and got like the animators to animate dogs. It's like animate some really mean dogs. And it feels like they came out of the Fox and the Hound. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like give us some like silhouettes of monster dogs, not like cartoon and, dogs. And let's like take every fourth frame of the animation so it like really strobes out. Yeah. My favorites were when they would have like two frames between credits. So it would just yeah. be like dog jump cut. Yeah. And then they would disappear. It's like getting boring. Put it some dogs in there. Those dogs, man. Scary. Yeah. Scary. I, I just feel like this movie is going to be about a bunch of dogs chasing after kids. It's like an hour and a half of that. 
Just like a Benny Hill skit, just around and around. <laughs> we wrap up the credits on a great low shot. Oh, but back, let me back up. So, I mean, it, I thought, yeah, we we mentioned this, but in my notes also, very James Bond-esque, the, the opening credits. Um, but we wrap up the credits on a great low shot with the camera attached to the side of a van. We can read on the door of the van, Pine Woods Child Welfare Department. As this the van is your uh, A-team shot. Uh, yeah, A-team shot here. exactly. As the van races down the street, I'm going to come right out of the gate and say the camera work in this movie blew my socks off. It was amazing, and I loved it. It's not your uh, not your daddy's Disney live action, is it? It's a whole no, new it's look. Not. No, it was a it, turn, though. I mean, there is a period of time when it this was like the shot. These type of shots were used all the time. You know, it was that mid seventies to mid eighties, that 10 year span, this kind of type of shot, you know, later there'll be another shot later, but you know, like things where they're focused on one thing, and but then focus. like, yeah. And then they pull into so like, you know, like a side mirror of a car. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden now they follow the car that moves off, you know, that kind of stuff. Love that. In the van sits two children nervously waiting for what will come next as they pass kids playing in the yard. We pull into a dark Victorian building and did anyone catch the kid climbing one of the posts up the building? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it must be the seventies cause here's an orphanage. <laughs> the seventies, they love their orphanages the, and we go right into it. This is a school in Palo Alto. I went and looked it up. I really? mean, it's white now. And, uh, but it's still, I mean, everything is there. Like if you go at Google earth or Google Maps, really, like, and even the sign going in, like you can see the, the, the speed sign that's still there. Like the, the sign that it looks like they just covered up the, the, the sign of the school and put Pinewood, um, you know, orphanage on it. But like, the, like the, the font and everything is still there. I mean, it's, and that road that the vans were racing down is, I mean, all those houses are all still there. It's like, it's like frozen Far in time. Out, man. It was pretty cool, but, um, that's wild. Uh, the children emerge from the van and are greeted by a nice, Nice enough lady who calls them Tony and Tia. The lady notices that Tia is carrying what appears to be a small fanless mini, mini PC box, uh, with a star <laughs> on, the, on it. It's an amp. A <laughs> raspberry <laughs> pie. Yeah. <laughs> she tells them they just need to fill out some paperwork and they'll be all set. This, this lady is very handsy. <laughs> she, yeah. She's very handsy. She's all over him and is like, oh, look at this box you got. Let yeah. me handle it. Now we what know is the lady. Ass? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Now we know who the lady is, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To tell. Yeah. What's, well, you know, Retta Shaw, she was in uh, Mary Poppins, correct? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hook. But I also know her from the Andy Griffith show. She was the escaped convict, Big Mod oh. Tyler. That's right. That's quite a turn for her. Yeah. As they fill out paperwork, we're introduced to TV's Danny Bonaducci, uh, who's giving them the business <laughs> on paperwork and accuses Tia of stealing his pen. After Tony and Danny, also known as Truck, it's not really Danny Bonaducci, but he, he had a vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I put it down. I said, this is a poor man's Danny Bonaducci, which I think is just a hilarious <laughs> thing to write down, a poor man's Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> well, he, I got that he's really low on the totem <laughs> pole. Yeah, really. <laughs> Or maybe this kid's he's trouble the rich off man. The bat, you can tell. It's like, what's See, up, Ginger? Good girl. The ginger kid of trouble. Call him Truck. Uh, 
truck bows up to Tony and, and the head warden or social worker, orphanage lady, uh, whatever she is from earlier comes in and breaks up the tension. This is grindly. Uh, Jeff, tell us what's going on here with truck. What's up? Oh man. I'll tell you. <laughs> this is, I don't know. Man. He's, he's, he's sort of, I mean, well, he's got the, like this large, like mop of red hair, but it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got the Danny Badanucci, but this kid is like pouring it on a little thick. Like yeah. he's acting like he's like the biggest tough guy around. And he's just this thick dude. He's just, he's just like talking like kid. this. Like, uh, yeah. It's like he's really trying to like, he's yeah trying to be the bully. I lost theory. a pin like this when I came in. Oh, like, no. real tough guys love pins. But just really kind nice of pins. giving that like open mouth stare, uh, you know, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> he, uh, like, he looks like good. he smells of like old milk <laughs> <laughs> and brute. <laughs> He's that one kid. Yeah, that one kid. I, I did like a line. They had a line here because Tony and T are having to fill out forms and it's like under sports, like what sports they do. Tony's like, just put spectator. I thought that was pretty funny. T is not not much into the sports. Yeah. The lady explains that T and Tony were in foster care and they don't remember their given last names and only their foster names Malone. As the head, as the head lady asks if they are ever got a card from relatives or anything, Tia spaces out and we have a weird flashback to Tia. Boy, does she space out? (laughs) She really does. She's just out of there. A lot of spacing out in this movie. And the, the, the music that they play, it's this strange, what what would you describe that for me, Jeff? What would you say that is that it's like a, uh, you know, it's like a little, not not a wind chime. It, it it has the essence of a wind chime. So like, it's like a synth, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a synth with reverb. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Like with like a theremin underneath it, almost. Yeah, it's spooky, spooky dream. But it yeah. just shows up, and then when she's done, when she's done spacing out, it just stops. It's a yeah. weird usage. Tia's spacing out, and she's in the water with Tony. And another person, we can't make out who the other person is. It's kind of blurry and it's, it's foggy and it's kind of weird. And what's going on here? We get a great snap zoom off Tia's face. She comes out of her trance. She says she's, wasn't thinking of anything good. Just thinking, just, you know, just, <laughs> I was thinking, what? I was thinking. Later that day, the kids are all on the ball field playing baseball. Truck cracks one into right field. Tony gives chase as Tia watches. Somehow Tony manages to run into a thicket of bushes and Tia puts her hands to her temples, closes her eyes, and Tony goes flying out of the bushes and catches the ball. That <laughs> effect is pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun wire work in this. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tia just cheating right off the bat. Which is not very subtle with the blending in. Yeah. Like, I'll just cheat. Truck needlessly slides into third as Tony emerges (laughs) from the bushes (laughs) with the ball and truck is out. Oh, man. Come on. 
Truck ain't happy about this, and he and seems to be the only one that's questioning the play. Why, <laughs> that why, why, seems, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody else is like, that was great. Whoa, how'd you do that? But I love what you stood on something. <laughs> You're just trying to rip me off. It's like, what is the what is the voice about? <laughs> and also, a kid like that has to have like the tightest fitting shirt possible. Yeah. Yes, uh, definitely. It's like, it's like, like, come like on, a muscle shirt for a child. <laughs> yeah, come on, kick rocks, truck. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, truck stomps up and gives one of his mini reads that really separates him from the rest of the cast. I was safe at third. Safe. There's something funny about this balloon. Truck bows up again, and Tony and and we find out that Tia and Tony are empathic; they can hear each other's thoughts. Truck jumps at Tony, and Tony jumps ten feet in the air out of the way, which again, no one seems to mind. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, normal, I guess. You know, he's got ups. The, Man, the human mind can unsee a lot of things <laughs> you know, if they want to. You see a lot of things in the orphanage, and so I guess they're just like, yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> these kids have all seen some stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's like a haunted orphanage, and there's stuff like this going on all the time. It, it looks, looks like, like a haunted thing. orphanage. It has the. It has oh, some. boy, it really does. That's like shades of Return to Oz. Oh, yeah. Maybe they've all had electroshock and are just like <laughs> totally zoned out. They just, everything's just whatever. How about that scene and. Oh, well, we gotta wait for that. We gotta wait for that. Uh, I don't think we're gonna do that one. I tried to watch it the other day, and I, I that's gonna be my uh, whatever your summer <laughs> pick. No, <laughs> the opposite. The one that uh, the nuclear option for me is Return to Oz. <laughs> I think. Yikes! Suddenly, the baseball glove levitates and smacks Truck in the face and punches him. Andy, how about those uh, that glove in the face effect? How'd you think of that? <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was well done. I was like, it's, it's all practical. So far, I'm in. You know, it's funny. I remember so little about this movie in the middle, but I remember the end because we watched the end so many times, Michael. It must have been like on a tape before. It has to be on a tape because we watched the end over and over again. Was it on a tape before Herbie uh, goes bananas? Could, could be. Could, could be. Been, yeah. <laughs> but I also remember like trying to watch this enough as a child and remembering the glove. Because he kind glove. of like, I, I don't even know what the motion you would describe of just sort of <laughs> smothering him in the face with the glove. It's like what you would do with a cream pie, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like it's yeah. alien. It's like the alien coming and attaching it. To the yeah, right. that's it like it. Somewhere between the two. <laughs> Maybe that's where Ridley Scott got the idea. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had written in my notes, by the way. At first, I thought this was Fort Wilderness, but it's much more like Return to Oz. Like when they first get to this place, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then it quickly, it's not cool at all. Truck tries to punch Tony, and the bat flies up. He punches it instead and decides to this, bail. This was really effective for me. The way his punch connects with that bat and like the sound effect they use. <laughs> that, that hurts. That like legit hurts. Oh, man. Punk. Again, way to lay low, kids. All the other kids are starting to get suspicious and huh. something's up. And Tia wasn't real happy. But I mean, what's she unhappy about? Because 
she started the whole thing by levitating Tony. But anyway, mm-hmm. in bed, T and Tony are talking empathically to each other about the fight. And Tia says she hears dogs about 20 miles away. Hmm. Hmm. Are they animated? Maybe so. <laughs> There's animated, animated dogs running around. I just love how the movie just jumps right into the magical power thing. It never even explains yeah. like, hey, you know, we have magical powers. It's just like, like hey, these are just some kid, rando kids that are at, at a orphanage. And now suddenly they're like jumping well, you around. You saw their, their Mac Mini. It had the stars on yeah. it, you know. No, that's true. You should have <laughs> known something clear. was mystical. Event. That's you know just what? too weird. But it worked for me because I didn't question it at all. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> no, we I, no, I mean, it's. I, I'd rather have that than have like ex, like 10 minutes of exposition about how we're magical and stuff. Uh, but it's just funny how it just goes right into it. You know what I was thinking? I saw this movie the other night. I, I wish I could remember what it was. But it's like they used, and this is common, but they used like the newscast to do the exposition mm. you know like somebody was mm. watching the the news and it was like so much blah 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 and it's like ah that's that's a good way to do it i like, like in, back in the future when they did that yeah yeah for sure the plot specific it, tv news channel yeah but uh but it wouldn't <laughs> have worked here i guess they, they they wouldn't been witch kids on the lamb yet the next day we get another cool shot it's a long shot this time. As the kids run down the steps, the camera follows them stationary. As they pass the camera, the camera pans and then begins to follow them handheld all the way down the, uh, I the hall. I noticed this shot too. Towards yeah, the door. Yeah, bizarre. Great, great camera work. Loved it. Very different. Very different. Yeah. Where are the dogs, man? I'm ready for the dogs. They're 20 miles away. They're coming. Oh, yeah, right, right. right. What did fast. he tell her when she's like, I hear dogs? Didn't he say something to her? Or did he just think like, all right, whatever. No, he's I like, think he says he heard him too. Yeah. He heard, oh, he heard okay. him and they were trying to figure out like, uh, they assumed it was somewhere they're going to be or something they're going to run into at some point. Uh, you're that's right. How that's how magic works. Uh, the kids are lining up outside uh, to go to a movie and truck takes the opportunity to snatch Tia's Mac mini, um, or star case as it is. Tony again stands up to truck who threatens to fight Tony with one hand and Tony says he'll do it with none. And a black cat walks up and jumps on truck, knocking the the, uh, star case out of his hand. And the Pinewood bus arrives and breaks up the fight. Cat jumps into a tree. Kids name him winky. How do you like that? uh, How do you like that shot of him winking? Yeah, that's what I'll say. Uh, (laughs) How about that winky shot there, Jeff? What'd you think of that? Oh man, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time at this point. You know, I it's like there's so much convention. It, it does feel like TV at the mo- at the moment. Uh, yeah. I'm with Andy. Feels like uh, does feel like a team or like you know whatever Partridge Family, whatever you what have oh, you. Man. You're Partridge waiting family. for a Michael Knight have... to show up and save the day, <laughs> yes, like yes. taking these kids. They didn't Rockford have long Files. shots like that on the A team. It was no, all yes, they yeah. did. Oh. Yes, they did. We will go back and watch them. I have examples. 
Oh, oh so you've been you've been getting examples for this? No, but I just wanted to say that. I got the receipts. Oh, I know Robert's gonna like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. But they sounds, did. They had that shot. Sounds like a live stream opportunity. We have to <laughs> gonna take the gloves off, Robert and Andy, getting in the ring together. We're gonna duke it out. Oh yes, look at this angle. Oh, look at this angle. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I will say that the cam- not all the camera work was good because I did put in my notes here that uh, that shot with with Winky was pretty bad. It was reminiscent of the dogs talking in Shaggy Da. Yes, same same gag. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Kids heading to the uh, town to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves at the Fine Arts Theater. Naturally, we get a nice high angle crane shot. Do they have that on the eighteen, Mandy. Do the high yep. crane shot. Oh yeah. As the well, kids but, run, if they didn't, <laughs> then this falls back to the Dukes of Hazard, which they did that exact same shot. Run they out probably the had it on Magnum PI if they didn't have on either one of those. See, it's, it's from that era. The camera pans down to show the uh, waiting bus with the bus driver in frame. Uh, T and Tony are standing next to the bus with an unusual shot here, with Tony holding onto the bus's uh, front convex mirror, which. It was a little distracting with the reflection. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, Tia is noticing a large fancy Cadillac across the street with a driver. Tia has a vision that something bad is about to happen though. I, mm. I'm amused how super hyped these kids were for snow white. I mean, they were like <laughs> all about snow white and the seven dwarfs here in 1975 but also there's a weird bit of business because they go out to get on the bus and like the bus drivers like won't open the door and they're like yelling at him and kind of standing there and he's just like no uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't, while tony and t are doing their thing it's really weird as the presumed owner of the car begins to get in, they rush up and discover it's James Bond's arch enemy, Ernest Stavro Blofeld, about to climb in. Yeah, don't do that. What? <laughs> well, it's, well, that's who it is. I know, but I'm saying the kids shouldn't get in the car. No, uh, definitely not. <laughs> if something bad's going to happen to them, yeah. then let it. They but you said I shouldn't, in there? I shouldn't say that it's Blofeld. No, no. Stop saying that. <laughs> Mr. Bond. <laughs> Stay away from Blofeld. What are you doing? Hello, children. Tony warns Blofeld to not get in the car. Blofeld heeds his warning and decides to walk, uh, take a walk. Just then a tow truck crashes into the car, saves his life. And Blofeld watches as the kids leave for Pinewood. Got a nice, like, extreme zoom in of the era for the kid looking at the kids on the bus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody ever noticed his overlap with uh, Skinner and Back to the Future? That, yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. When I was a kid, I got him confused all the time. I feel seen now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, that he checks in with the driver. They made sure to underscore that the driver of the car was, I'm okay. <laughs> are are you are you okay? Okay, good. <laughs> I, then I felt like eighteen because they used to always do that on the eighteen. They always check when some when they'd crash. Hey, buddy, you okay? Yeah, I'm all right, buddy. Yeah, and make sure it's like the <laughs> so no one every, died ever. On the every show. like Cobra guy in a plane had a parachute when he <laughs> got right. shot down on GI Joe. Uh, the next shots of a, a villainous mansion with barking dogs. Could this be the same barking dogs we heard earlier? Seems it's, likely. It's, it's, it's plausible. It's Mr. Burns' that. house. 
<laughs> it does have a bit of Mr. Burns feel, doesn't it? We see the back of a powerful man sitting in a large wooden chair as a man in a turban and two other men give report to Mr. Bolt. So the Bond parallels seem to be rising for me at this point. It's mm-hmm. a good name. That's a good bad guy name, Bolt. Bolt. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolt dressing. Let's get it oh, to your, your world, Robert, and say, couldn't this have been a, lit, a little bit better <laughs> to be, like, more nefarious? <laughs> like, it's just like. They were, if we were going very dark here. There was not a lot of. Um... Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's kind it's... of hanging out in his foyer. Yeah, it's like. Makes me wonder how how much access they had to this house because it's a big yeah, mansion. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. The other uh, thing, though, if, if you guys notice, up to this point, there there's not been a lot of music. It's been the only like the, the bit of music that we've gotten was the intro, and then whenever what's her name spaces it's out, little music cues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when there's but something. The rest of the time, it, there's like a lot of just silence, and you just hear it whatever is. the sounds of the room are. That's another odd, different thing. Yeah, for sure. Bolt dresses down the men, tells them they're not doing their jobs. And then Blofeld, whose real name is Dranian, comes uh, barging in to tell Bolt he's found what he's been looking for. So Bolt has been looking for kids with the ability to see into the future, evidently. Just something. Apparently Bolt's whole thing is, I need psychics to make my business good. (laughs) Which... Is an interesting business tactic. A strange I guess. business model you have. You know what's going to happen to the markets. You know, you just double down. Makes Seems sense. like he's doing pretty well as it is. Needs to do better. You know, that's yeah, true. Can they need to do this. better. They need Quarterly to explain report. that better, though. I mean, we have no idea why he wants these kids. I mean, just the, the fact that he's looking for them. That was it. Not yeah, so that's, that's pretty weak. Though. They kind of cover it later. I mean, I think it kind of builds a little suspense. Like, like, what's he up to? I mean, this is weird. Business. Although he needed to not be in the foyer. He needed to be at the long specter table where right. he could push the yeah. button and like the guy in the turban would fall through the floor and something it's, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're total foyer vibes. Dark foyer. Back or the school. pool. Or the pool sitting there, you know, in the middle drinking a drink. Yeah. There you go. That'd have been nice. Surely access could have been provided to that. Yeah. Back at the school, another nice shot of Blofeld's car or Duranian uh, pulls up perfectly into frame and hits the mark with the profile perfectly in frame as they pull focus, Andy, as you were pointing out, onto the yep. shot uh, mm-hmm. from the children playing to Duranian's face. I apologize for being so detailed, but these shots, I just, I was really into this stuff. This is not, this is like nothing we hadn't seen in, in, in most of the Disney movies. They've always been sort of, they stay in their lanes. They do their shots. It's all, you know, very by the book. And this is not by the book for uh, the other, I mean, and, and like to your point, the million dollar duck is the same year. And, but man, where did they find these kids though? I don't know. Some real. Waif children. They went to some some concert somewhere and just rounded them up. <laughs> a local little league. <laughs> the next shot's uh, the chrome side of the mirror, the back side of the mirror, and they pan up to see a Duranian standing there looking for the children that, that uh, earlier from looking for Tony and Tia. Uh, he sees them playing alone. He approaches them, thanks them for saving his life, they seem a little uneasy and uh, quickly run in for lunch and truck rats them out. Of course, 
tells Duranian, and uh, they're just a couple of weirdos. Back in their room, Tony is playing his the harmonica and making the crown draw in the mirror. Oh man, the harmonica! Yeah, yeah. guys, the harmonica. The harmonica. <laughs> I don't like. Why is this a device? Well, first, I have t- I have two thoughts. First, the fact that they get solo rooms is a coup. It's like oh, yeah, I doubt in yeah. this place that they get solo rooms. So that's that's a nice deal. Also, this effect with the crayon is there are a lot of practical effects in this movie that are super effective, but made me think like today we wouldn't even think twice about it because it's like, well, obviously, you know, you just CGI a crayon drawing on a mirror, but I don't really know how they did this. And it's a, it's a good effect. You can see the wires on the crown when it comes off and then I'm guessing it had a magnet in it. And then they were able to, it, it would snap to the mirror and then they could move the magnet around and it would draw. I now guess. That, I that don't was know. My, that was my, my. I didn't take. see a wire though. I thought it was really well done. I was like, wow. Cause I was, I was expecting it so, so far. It feels kind of low budget. Uh, and so I was expecting low budget visual effects like that, but I thought that was really well done. You can yeah, see the I wire for like too. a split second, right? When it came off the desk, um, I saw it. There was two picking it up, but. But yeah, the harmonica, just no. Tio walks in and sees what he's doing. The camera pauses momentarily on the mirror, and it's the same mansion we saw earlier with the barking dogs. The star box is broken, and Tony slides the cover back to reveal a map with Stony Creek and Misty Valley on it. Man, some great, real great child acting when they find out it's a map. Whoa, whoa, it's a map. <laughs> what? Oh, whoa. <laughs> and they keep saying each other's first names. Yes. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Which was great for my note taking, but right. also ridiculous. What is it, Tia? I don't know, Tony. What do you think it could be, Tia? I don't know, Tony. I mean, it's just like the same thing over and over. Tia goes into another memory trance, and we see a boat coming into the shot. She and Tony. And a stranger struggle in the water. Tia notices the drawing on the mirror, and Tony says, That's where the dogs are barking. Tia mm. says he can only, this is interesting, Tia says he can only visualize places they know something about and or places they're going to, which would, I guess, be, yeah. <laughs> very specific set of powers. Tia is afraid, and Tony continues the harmonica. As the barking uh, grows louder, yeah. toot, 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 toot. the camera holds on the uh, the drawing and crossfades perfectly into the actual shot of the ah, See how they did it. Mm-hmm. Get it? It's that house. It's the same one. <laughs> Should have drawn my house because my dogs are barking. I tell you what. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Inside, Bolt is sitting at a long dining room table at the head with a glass of brandy. Duranian <laughs> says he's found the kids and Bolt isn't buying it and threatens to fire him if these kids aren't for real. I need, He needs some empathic kids with powers. Children specifically, evidently. He says he'll back him and forge papers to show that Duranian is their uncle and wants them brought to him immediately. 
Duranian, who's going by Uncle Lucas now, is taking custody of Tia and Tony. Tia sees through the lies that Uncle Unky Luke isn't their uncle. Never the mind the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see the resemblance? Come Tony. on, children. The kids arrive at a large compound and are stopped at the gate by a henchman who checks to see the children in the back. He begins to sneeze uncontrollably at the sight of Winky. Their cat seems kind of strange at the time to have a guard sneezing uncontrollably at a cat, almost like we need to remember that for later. The security mm. guard is from an entirely different movie. I love the security guard. He's pretty amazing. He's uh, he's wearing today's clothes uh, tailored fit. <laughs> and and he, I think he has the shortest arms of any security guard ever. <laughs> it's really the short. Uh, arm yeah. of the law. He's like a long does, torso and a short arm. It really is from another movie. It's like such comic relief that is not like pointed out at all. Yeah. Hi, Mr. Duranium. Very odd. I'm allergic to cats. The henchman lets them through with a large pool lever. <laughs> Which I, I found out kind of funny. This giant lever is like a, a Count Dracula's castle gate with that lever. That was quite a lever. They pass a pin full of dogs training to attack, just like in a James Bond film. So naturally, Bondy. So guys climbing James rope, Bondy. shooting guns. <laughs> so for ninja. any children who are afraid of dogs, they're going to be scarred for life. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it Wayne's world where he's like, I always wanted to open a door and find yeah, these guys are like practicing <laughs> Kung Fu and stuff. Yeah. Tony asks what X ex- Xanthus means. And uncle Luke, Unky Luke says it's Xanthus. And that's what Mr. Boat calls his house. So interesting name. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Bolt emerges with ice cream and says he'll show them there to their quarters. He emerges with a butler who has ice cream. Right. <laughs> this butler is, is, like, is so happy to have his uh, his little ice creams in it's his It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's really stoked. <laughs> I finally get to do some butlery now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Bolt, his greeting to these kids is super weird. He's like, uh, oh, yeah. you're so attractive. <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. How yeah. do they explain that? I, I missed that part. How do they explain why they're going to Bolt's house, not going with Uncle Luke or whatever his it, name was? He just says, Duranian says, uh, "This is my boss, and uh, he's going to let you stay here." Yeah, and we all we all stay at his house. <laughs> and again, we just go with it. We're like, okay, yeah. The kids are like, oh, all right, all right, all right. okay. What an attractive child! <laughs> <laughs> they walk into what I would call a kids of. Uh, 1970s dream room uh so what's going on in this room guys man Man. so this is where my memory of the movie stops until the very end but i remember this room well uh it's kind of a little today special vibes i would say (laughs) yeah i would say it's little uh it reminds me of like some department store that i have like forgotten but yes uh, it's like shades of Eastridge Mall in Gastonia, North Carolina, I guess. That would be my guess. Um, um, the the Sodi Fountain. I want that Sodi Fountain. Yeah, yeah. I was, that was crazy. 
I know this movie came later, but it reminded me of the toy. When you go it does yes. remind me of the toy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. And there's like a carousel horse that reminds me of downtown Shelby, like just on a pole, like sitting there. Oh man, this place is like, what was up with the seventies and like clowns and marionettes? Is what I, I don't know. know. This would have been such a cool like setting, but then they, they go to the clown right away. Yeah. Like, just yeah. no, it's the whimsy. No, thank you. It is terrifying. You can ask my mom because yeah. she decorated my room as in clowns and I was really little. Well, Michael's room was decorated in clowns growing like up. Creepy but... clowns. No, I'm not creepy. Yeah. Mine were mine were not. Yeah. Guys. Did you play with did you play with clowns a lot? Well, I had a stuffed clown that was my that was my thing I carried around with when I was real little. So was he, sorry, was he a really funny clown? <laughs> His name was Clowny, if that meant, you know. <laughs> so Clowny. He must, he must have been Clowny. really good. <laughs> we had a, uh, yeah, a, a, a leftover clown uh, what, light switch. Oh, that's right. Sheath, whatever those are called. Yeah, like a light switch <laughs> cover kind of thing. Yeah, cover. Yeah. <laughs> that was like leftover from your clown room, but your luckily your clown room went away before I really remember anything. I mean, it was uh it was not light heavily clown. clown. It wasn't what as was clowny as this room in the movie. I like, no, no. I had like wallpaper and pictures of the clowns everywhere. You were a full on clown. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Look how you grew up. Yeah, look there what happened to go. me. I did, I did yeah. all right, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, you are, buddy. Yes, you are. <laughs> I like the modular aspect of this room. It's it got these cool. little side nooks with different little things in them. And it's like a V, which is always cool. It's like not a square or anything. It's nice. Yeah, it's like a hub and spoke system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bull says they're going to start writing lessons in the morning, and Winky has his own quarters too. Like that. Out, out the window, Unky Luke says, uh, Mr. Bolt owns everything in sight. Tia says she can see the sky, and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bolt storms out in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should show you in the sky. I can own it. If I could own it, I'd buy it. Someday I might own that sky. Man. You don't know. Shut your mouth. I own the air rights over this land. <laughs> All right. So uh, you say that, and it made me think the whole time. I was like, what if this would have been Hawk? Instead oh, of- oh, yeah. Uh, it gets a little too dark for Hawk, I think. I don't know. <laughs> These kids are freaky. <laughs> uh, the next morning at the writing lessons, the uh, Walt Disney World security guard for Mouseketeers at Walt Disney World <laughs> is now giving writing lessons. <laughs> For a, a Bond villain down at Pebble Beach. Oh, man. That's great. And he had to do all of his ADR. Somebody had to do it all over again. Like, uh, hey, I am me. I am the guy. Uh, Mr. Duncan, the writing instructor, warns Tia that old Thunderhead never been broke. To which Tia walks right in and talks to Thunderhead empathically and gets him to let Tia climb on and ride bareback with Uncle Lucas watching on in amazement. Like, chill out, kids. Just stop showing out. Yeah, just, just, dude, man, why can't you just. I love this guy. It's like, now, Tony, I know it's ladies first, but why don't you go? You might show your sister not to be scared. How did they find this person? 
probably worked at like Fort Wilderness, yeah, Disney World, be. in the in the barn. They're like, fly him out. Tony pulls out the harmonica to have some fun. Tia covers up a plot hole by telling him to make things move without the harmonica. And he says uh, he forgot how. Because earlier in the movie, he was making things move around without it. And then he just suddenly started using it. And then then he quit again. And but, I forgot. Uh, mm. Tony points out she can, uh, she can do a lot of things uh, he can't do. Like undo locks and stuff. Seems like a lot of information they're covering up here. Or letting us know that they can, can and can't do. Again, being very specific with their powers. Uh, they shrug it off, and Tony begins to blow on the old mouth harp, making the marionettes they have in the room dance around. Uh, so how, oh, how would you describe this scene, guys? I would say this is going to stay with me for a while uh, <laughs> after, we, after we leave this movie behind. Uh, whimsy of the era. Well, I, was, I was all right with it until the clown and the flapper bird start dancing. And that's when I was like, that's, it, it got to be a bit much at that point. Well, so this is like, you know, I think my real takeaway is this starts to make me think, what are we doing here? Like what, what's going on? Like, this is a waste of time. Like I'm waiting for something to happen. Oh, it's like, going to happen right now. I guess. <laughs> Does it ever? really <laughs> suddenly we see a tv monitor wall with cameras on the on the playroom including cameras on their beds yes. in their actual yeah. bedrooms oh quick quick interjection here talk about on on his bed there's like a i guess a clown yes. like hanging a, upside down staring at the a, bed yes, yes i saw that God. yes i like <laughs> i saw that uh also the synth harmonica the toot 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 yeah it's very pod people vibes um <laughs> forced whimsy to synth music bolt and duranian are watching the kids play using their powers and duranian says he's having more hidden cameras installed so he can gather evidence bolt says if that doesn't get them on our team then we'll have to resort to cruder methods of punishment or persuasion. This what guy is impatient? What yeah. in the world are they going to do though? It's big money does man. Just makes you lose perspective. Man. Hey kids, we've got this picture of you moving marionettes around. Now you'll be on our side. <laughs> We're going to blackmail you with this. Yeah. That night T is in bed spacing out again. He is uncomfortable with all this stuff. Tia feels that Bolt is mean, and Tony reluctantly agrees they need to get the heck out of here. But this space out, though, she is like, I thought she was dead. That's what I thought. I wrote Tia's dead. She's dead. Like her mouth and eyes are open, and she's just staring at the ceiling. It's on her back on the bed, and he's like talking to her, and she's not moving. The end. The end. So with all the hidden camera, creepy, slimy camera stuff they're doing right now, we wrap up act one on a very dark moment.
fade into a lushly appointed dining room, albeit very dark. I mean, these people liked it dark back then. Super dark. We have some uh, flambe going on, which I would expect from this time <laughs> period. Bolt says, let's cut to the chase. We're dealing with two extraordinary children. It starts to speak freely, despite the Radiant's protests. He says, you could walk through a field and see if there's oil in it. You can foresee revolutions if you could get to these kids. The kids say, don't excite yourself. You should go to bed. They chase off Doradian as well, saying it looks like he could use some sleep as well. Man, these kids are really persuasive. Yeah, how, they was, did, yeah. I'm I mean, confused. Was that they using mind control or like... Yeah, doing the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, yeah but that's like, what I... It had oh, to okay. Been. I mean... Because they're like, yeah. you look sleepy. You should go to bed. And they're like, okay. Maybe I am sleepy. No, I'm sleepy. I should go to bed. <laughs> I laughed when they cut to the scene. Donald Pleasance is in the foreground. He's got a plate, like a place setting. He's got a plate in front of him with just a whole apple sitting on his plate. And it's the only thing there. It's just like, mancha, a, an mancha. Apple, like a big red apple sitting on his plate. I just he had it peeled, didn't he? Or partially peeled or something. Yeah, he starts to peel. Well, he starts to peel it during okay. the scene and then like is I, I eating he, it as they leave. I thought he was using like a fork and knife, kind of like uh, George yeah. Costanza. George Costanza, uh, he, I eat my apple with a fork and knife. It's classic. Yeah. <laughs> well, the kids talked to themselves telepathically. They said even if they wanted to, they wouldn't teach them about what they do because they don't know how it started. They don't know how they got their powers. Tia starts to have another cloudy flashback. This time, the people in the water were waving at a light. Hmm. But now we cut to Geranian and Bolt talking in another room. Great diagonal shot, Robert. This is a fun shot, yeah. This is Batman, the series shot. Little Batman, yeah. Uh, They said they can't escape Bolt's other place in the snow. What is that? I don't remember that. Chalet. Uh, yes. Yeah. The chalet. We'll take him to the, the chalet. chalet. There they will never escape. <laughs> that night, the kids hear Duradian coming or foresee him. Uh, I don't know what's happening anymore. It's hard to tell because it gets a little surreal. Yep. But they're going to make a break for it. Tia gets the door open with her mind. And they're off and out towards a rocky shore. You know it's down there, man. Those dogs. dogs. Those dogs. Also, really weird swimming pool. It's true. It's true. So, before I watched this movie, I had just been watching Stranger Things. Uh-huh. And so, it's like, it feels like, you know, th- that whole 11 character and, and this girl. <laughs> it was kind of like when you guys made me watch, or you didn't make me, but you said, why, why don't you watch Taxi Driver? <laughs> And then watch uh, Freaky Friday. I can have that in- influenced my view of uh, of Jodie Foster's character and stuff. And so I don't know. There's something I guess I shouldn't have watched Stranger Things and watch Escape to Witch Mountain. <laughs> in her own way, she was trying. Eleven's always trying to escape to Witch Mountain. It's true. It's true. Yeah. true. So they have what I am convinced is the same alarm noise as Herbie goes to Monte Carlo when they <laughs> yes. the kids break out. And they release those pesky dogs to look for the kids. I which can't believe they like, re- yes, yeah, poor crazy. idea, poor idea. They released like, the hounds on the dog or on the kids. It's like, you're, you're training the dogs to be as savage as possible. You really want the kids to 
help you find oil in a field. And (laughs) yeah, you got to think about the end game here. What is the end game of this scheme? The kids run through the forest with dogs in hot pursuit. And when they reach the gate, Tia talks to the dogs and sends them back to the very bad men that are after them. So she talks to the dogs. The the ADR of these thugs when Uh, the dogs come after them. Oh, man. Everybody be a help. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said that, Mike. I wrote the same thing down. This is amazing. (laughs) This incoherent babble. Yeah, I was cracking up at this point. I mean, that's the kind of, yeah, there's a couple of things, um, you know, I feel like it could do well. That would be one of them, you know. <laughs> Just make a whole crowd of people, you know, yeah. one by whoa, one, overdub it. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, whoa, no. <laughs> and a tribute, living tribute to Dean Jones. I saw another one the other night. I was watching the movie Maverick. The oh, uh, good Mel Gibson, <laughs> great, great movie. It is a good movie. And then uh, you know, I always said I could do the infomercial, like the person messing up, you know, in black yeah. and white. Yeah, good. I could also, I feel like, do like the person who's like being tied to a post, like the kind of saloon character that gets tied up and is like struggling with the rope and like grimacing. (laughs) It's a niche. It's a trope. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good niche. Yeah, should put a. I should put a reel together, Robert. You can can work help on me that. with that. Put yeah. that on your LinkedIn. It's like, yeah. it's like three shots and that's it. <laughs> but it's need you like, like trying Messing to put with duct tape, getting tied up to a post <laughs> yeah. in a saloon and, uh, Fumbling and doing a whole crowd of for your consideration. Anyway, Tia pages Thunderhead the tricky horse with her mind. And Tony is trying to wait on the harmonica to open the gate. So he's he's got the force. So that must mean they did the force mind trick. It would have been. But eventually. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, well, as a plot device, the harmonica stinks. I think we all. Oh, can, it's. Can, oh, can, my can gosh. That. It would have been yep. much better like if he had like some sort of medallion that he could he could rub or something. She had something the Something mysterious. Yeah. So she had the yeah. box that seemed like that, you know, maybe that had some powers or something. And then he could have had something that. That he carried, like around yeah, his neck or something of some sort. There's yeah. never any explanation about how he got the harmonica or like that he liked playing it. It's just like there, and and the sound is terrible. It I feel, mean, well, it feels like it, it, it. I felt like they they inserted it later, like they they like when they were writing it. They oh, we need something because there's a scene coming up where they need to right get, and. Why don't we just give him a harmonica? That'll work. He can blow on it. I don't know. It can be a harmonica. It can be anything. It can be anything. Yeah, maybe. Well, eventually the cat is the one who breaks him free as she goes into the guardhouse and spooks out the kooky guard who is so <laughs> allergic to cats. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Deposit return. There yeah. you go. The kids get lifted by Tia up on Thunderhead and are off. Well, much to the consternation of Bolt, who is incredulous, much like the rest of us. There's a shot there with, with they throw Winky, like some, yeah, yeah. some you know, production assistant has to toss the cat. And uh, I think Tia, gra- is it Tia or Tony? One of them grabs big, you know, out of midair. I mean, they just throw the cat in, in, into the air and then they grab him while they're on the horse. Yeah. And, uh, just, How's the uh, cat acting at this point? Eh, yeah. I mean, he, they had... <laughs> 
he could have winked and like, like really winked. <laughs> yeah, his name is Winky. And they had to do a you know a, a, a tricky camera gag to make him wink. That was wink. yeah, some Hollywood so, magic on that yeah. wink. Oh, Thunderhead drops the kids off at some distant location. Bye, Thunderhead. I guess. Uh, it's nice. It's at the vet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they found yeah. a vet. Yeah, <laughs> the kids hear sirens, so head off to try and avoid pursuit. They end up at a general store. Man, count me into this place. We see a Mister O'Day loading up a Winnebago with a lot of stuff. Evidently more than a covered wagon heading out of St. Joe. Mr. O'Day is annoyed, but he claims he's about to head out all over the U.S. One man's dream. Totally. He's he's really crusty. Oh, yeah. He is pure cantankerous. Oh, he is. What was the show that guy was in? Was it uh, Green Acres? Yeah. 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 Okay. Man, he totally burns the guy at the gas station who's helping him, too. He's like, Total burn. So lazy. <laughs> Bolt and Duranian stop O'Day and ask him if they've seen the kids. And he says he'd just assume let them run, provided they're headed the opposite direction of him. I hate kids. Hates it's kids. It's bizarre because they just kids. pull up and they're like, we're looking for two children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> runaways. We're clearly evil people looking for two children. <laughs> Uh, we see the Winnebago by day stopping on a coastline and O'Day gets out. He's looking off so the ocean. Was well, I couldn't, because those earlier shots were at night, right? Or supposed to be at night. They were day for night. But yeah. Know, maybe they must have time, run all night. Time yeah. has passed. Yeah. So yeah. Did he drive all night? And, and then there's a shot of one of the goons driving the, it looks like a big Lincoln at this point. It's not a Cadillac anymore. And, uh, He's uh, wearing sunglasses at night, so they had a continuity error on that one. I didn't uh, feel like their shots of him loading up the thing was at night, O'Day. I just watched this this like second act again before we started, and they had the, like the lights on at the at the general store, and it was it's morning. It was it morning, early morning, morning in America. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that then. Okay, so it was early morning. I love that, he, that, that Jason night. goes like off-roading in his Winnebago. Like, Nothing Winnebago, seems like it could do whatever. You know? <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> You're probably right. But it was heavy as sin. Uh, yeah. All that not. food. But yeah, one man looking off to the ocean. You know, he's starting. Maybe he's doing a coast-to-coast thing. We don't know. But he sees the black cat. He sees old Wiki. Because the kids and the cat are in the Winnebago. He takes kindly to the cat and decides to get it some tuna. I'm sure he has a like a huge pile of tuna in the back of his Winnebago. Only to discover those pesky kids. Damn kids. <laughs> Covered in flour. He says, well, I'll cook you some breakfast, but don't get any ideas. He does not like kids, especially runaways two scamps he's also like <laughs> his inner monologue he's just speaking it to he's like yeah. get out of here well no nobody should ever go hungry and, that's right <laughs> yes <laughs> he does take a lot of right turns it's amazing <laughs> i hate kids but you all seem nice i don't know <laughs> maybe i spoke too soon no, yeah maybe you're yeah. not so bad i don't know maybe you are i don't know i don't even like breakfast who wants some breakfast <laughs> after <laughs> breakfast stupid breakfast i hate it it's stupid <laughs> 
Oh, meanwhile, we see Duranian driving up to a roadblock. Oh, man. And the, the horn on that car sounds like oh. a freaking train. And I love, he just pulls in and goes, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, honks his horn right when he pulls in as if he needs to get their attention. I love that. Oh, one of the police officers said he let through a camper. So they proceed out in the direction of the Winnebago. Some nice location shooting on the Yeah. Although the, the highway patrol picked a really precarious parking location there by the bridge. The, the budget going up from nothing. Yeah, they've got that, whatever that bridge is. What is that bridge? Is I that the bridge? Know. That is, I think, the bridge there on the yeah. 101. Yeah. As featured on, uh, what is that show? The HBO show with. Uh, Nicole Kidman and all them. It's all over that show. Oh, really? Wires or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, Witch Mountain or that show, whatever. Same place. Essentially same story. Same universe. That'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) By now, the kids are explaining themselves to the grumpy old man who says, maybe it's the truth. Maybe it ain't. But I'm not going to complicate things. I'll be on my way. Only he can't find his keys. Where my keys go. <laughs> Tia says he should have a spare on him, which is a really funny line to me. Of like, you should have spare keys, old man. <laughs> but his response it. is even better. He yes. says, I know, young lady, I am not a losing man. Yes, <laughs> I love that line. Best line. Wins. I am not a losing man. I'm going to start saying that to my son. <laughs> I'm gonna say I to know, w- young man, I am not a losing man. <laughs> I'll say it to my wife when I lose the fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> I it's like I bested you man. again, Andy. Well, no, you didn't. I am not a losing man. As I cry and get my blanket for the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and turn on another Disney movie from yeah. the 70s. I fall asleep going, I am not a losing man. <laughs> I gotta watch the million dollar duck part two. Um the kids make a deal for passage with O'Day and return to make the Winnebago go. Tia says, Sir, the engine will start now, which really cracked me up. <laughs> Very formal. And it does, which shocks the man, like it would. The cat brings the keys in and the man laughs and says, Oh, we have a deal. To me, you know, would that be charming or just <laughs> creepy as crap? Red flag. I Red think flag, yeah. Mr. O'Day takes a lot in his stride that I yes. probably wouldn't. Well, He's just like, huh. Not- what do you know? He's not a losing man, you know? You gotta, <laughs> he's not losing his cool. Undersized you know, like, land pirates, as he calls them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every movie we watch, there's always one character that I'm like, I want to know more of their backstory. And this is the one that I want to know more about. I want to know the prequel for this guy. I mean, has he killed somebody before? I'd say likely. Yes. <laughs> Drifter. Okay, there's a body in the different part of that one. Yeah. <laughs> He's got He's, something. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see if I can get you some tuna. <clears throat> yeah. Because what he was going to do is he's going to throw that body in the ocean and then the cat shoots. Maybe <laughs> right. he threw the body in the ocean. That's, that's what he was, why doing, he was yeah. so like, happy. He's like, yes. Uh, his dead, his wife trip. that he killed. <laughs> <laughs> he's killed his wife and he's thrown her body in the ocean. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so he makes a deal with them. He says, if you clean up in the back, he'll take him to Stony Creek, which is next town over. 
Tia remembers another episode. Still hazy, so stay tuned for that. Something about lights and rescue. But Duranian is in fast pursuit with a guy with cool glasses. Man, that guy. (laughs) That guy brought something else. And the uh, old Winnebago man, O'Day, he's uh, filling up. Harumphing about the prices for gas. <laughs> I loved it. Great. Time is be, a flat circle. I just I want to be Jason O'Day when I retire. I was just watching that. <laughs> yeah. You might be. How's your I mean, day going? Not great now, thanks problem. to your stupid gas prices. <laughs> it was a pretty nosy attendant. Yeah. Well, yeah. None of your business. Well, butt out, pal. To, yeah, he was <laughs> to the point. Yeah, he goes to make a phone call, but to who? Who's he calling, man? Back in the Winnebago, Mr. O'Day has about seven cartons of milk <laughs> loading up. He's got a real, like, you know, end of civilization vibe. Like, what is the mission here? Just get all the flour and milk you can and just go right off in your Winnebago? Where are you going, buddy? What's he doing with all the flour? Is he a big baker? <laughs> I thought, like, what if he's going to that camp in the desert in Independence Day where Randy oh, Quaid is? There you go. I just thought it'd been funny if he had like put, had a, like a, bat, a thing of diapers because he doesn't know what he's wearing. <laughs> well, yeah, I got you some breakfast and oh, some diapers go. if you need. To, I got you, you the pull ups. They seemed about your size. <laughs> You're a big kid now. Oh man, he's going to Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, it could be, it could be. So just as they're marveling at, I guess the milk. A cop comes up on a motorcycle. Cop pulls him over, and Tony has to result to the harmonica oh, God. yet again. This is rough. He wails on it, and the officer's motorcycle gets off its kickstand and drives into the ocean. <laughs> Real lackadaisical Which, cop here. He just stands yeah, there. This like, cop, oh? he must have. the no reaction highway <laughs> patrol <laughs> chips. It's like I'm going to stand here and watch this thing slowly turn itself on and then drive off a cliff and have and just stand there yeah i feel like the motorcycle was like million dollar duck level like that effect of it moving up on the uh kickstand and like yeah um, like blackbeard's ghost to me yeah this, there we go there yeah, we go yeah. i was it. thinking blackbeard's That's ghost because it definitely this is where it starts feeling very disney now yes just the and like the seaside uh, antics of yeah that kind of shoot i don't know i feel like i don't know i feel like the cop would have pulled his gun or something and wanted everyone out i feel as if he would have done literally anything anything except anything else but nothing would just be i tell you what mr o'day does he just unceremoniously pulls out which made me laugh (laughs) out loud (laughs) (laughs) that was weird he keeps going What in the world was that? Well, let's get going, my kids. <laughs> oh, back in the Bago, Mr. Day is loving it. Like, he is all in now. He says, well, he may not drop them off too soon. He can find him an honest day's work. Tia has another flashback with more detail, thinking the hazy memory involved fishing. Hmm. Mr. Day and the kids stop and have a picnic and... In the dark. In Franklin. <laughs> in Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> I, yeah, I felt like they had a, had, a, had a North Carolina mountain vibe to it. Yeah, it, it did. did. It really did. It did. The heat is on too much on the street. The, ki- the kids explain to the man that they think 
They come from the area on the map that was recently referenced, hidden in their starry box. Remember their shock? What? A map? Tia has another flashback. Yeah, it's a map. Uh, Tia has another flashback of the kids getting rescued in a Zodiac. So she realizes there was an accident at sea. Someone saved her star case. But who? And then she realizes that Jason is the Zodiac killer. It was all a clue. And there were numbers. (laughs) uh, 42, 3. I can't remember the numbers from Lost. Um, But O'Day is fully in now. Like, he's he's loving it. He's gone from uh, damned kids to these kids. Got to hang out with these kids. They're going to get me out of some tickets. And he says this extremely (laughs) creepy line that is poorly timed in the whole movie with the dialogue where they're like talking and he's like, I wonder how I'd handle you kids if you were mine. Oh, well, that's why I never married. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Wink, wink. I wonder how I'd handle you kids if you were mine. But. The kids both know he was once married in their secret power world. They can describe the house that O'Day had. See a knife. There's blood. (laughs) (laughs) Evidently, the wife died a few months after O'Day was married to her and took an oath never to get close to anyone again because he killed her. Yeah, no. (laughs) He can't control his impulses, so he vows to stay away from civilization in his Winnebago and just drive the countryside well yeah he does not like them knowing his secrets so he says we might as well call me jason because you know everything else then he uh, quickly recovers and just says let's clean up and get some sack time why don't they just leave yeah drive all night man i'm saying i can't do that anymore he did that too much when he was in korea (laughs) um Duranian is in his car, calls the sheriff, and we get a quite the interesting shot between the sheriff's feet, uh, Robert. We got the two boot shot here. Yeah, there were some interesting takes here. Uh, um, the whole sheriff thing in particular. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they switched cinematographers at some point because it, it seemed like the, the 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 cool shots started to kind of wane here and late in the second and third act, but. The sheriff is an interesting character, and I feel like maybe put in there for comic relief, but I don't know. It's like a character from a big Le- from the Big Lebowski or something. I mean, yeah, he or did. like he has from, a Jeff Bridges vibe. Yep. Yeah, it's it also kind of reminds me of something from like a way older movie from the '30s. Like, there's like not a lot of dialogue and like a lot of like making faces kind of at the camera, like. Oh yeah, very <laughs> interested. Yeah, get this. a thousand bucks, you say? Hmm, very interesting. Duranian and his cryptic yet cool driver spot the Winnebago in the woods. I don't know how they did that. I declare shenanigans on them finding the Winnebago <laughs> yeah, like this. They're on like frontage road down by the yeah. old mill stream and <laughs> see it in a little campsite. Oh, the, the KOA. They're just dropping by the KOA. And yeah. Down let's, there. let's, let's drive oh. down through the campground and go see. in that last loop. You're forgetting. Uh, there's another one down there. Oh, 
yeah, they pull closer to investigate. The day for night stuff starting to wear on me now. This, this, point. yeah, yeah. The black cat is on the case in the Winnebago. Duranian Stooge pulls out a gun, but the cat is on the move. Why do they this need a gun a to capture these kids? That no, was my question. You know, because no. O'Day's a murderer. No, because it's <laughs> yeah. the seventies. Because it's the seventies. Yeah. That's right. It's California in the seventies. It's uh, yeah. It's homes for orphans and guns. Zodiac yeah. killers. That's right. <laughs> they pull up to the Winnebago, but the cat literally gets a jump on them. Jumps that cat down on them. Tia picks up the gun with her mind and oh points it at them. God, this is amazing. This is a little yeah. dark here. I yeah. laughed out loud. I was like, oh my God, she's going to shoot him. Yeah. It's like the end again. Been really, really yeah. dark. That would, that would happen now, right? If this happened. I mean, yeah. I guess not now, but like. It does cock, ago. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, it does? No. I don't remember. It does cock. Yeah, it, it totally it. does. She should have kneecapped him. <laughs> Take out a knee. That'll slow you down. He'll live. Yeah. Like He'll live. Pistol whip with another one. Yeah. I told you uh, to shoot anybody anymore, Tia. Okay. <laughs> pistol whip. He'll live. Um, <laughs> um, Tony has a dumb expression on his face and. Jason O'Day takes off. Uh, now that these Jason O'Day takeoffs are great. And, the it's like, <laughs> and then they just leave the gun laying there. Peel no, they out, just man. like ran out of range, you know, like the, the powers wore off. It just drops to the ground. Yeah, but but uh, Duranian and the, his chauffeur oh, yeah. like run away from the gun. Right. Yeah. Well, it's cursed. O'Day is going to Longview where his brother lives to drop off the kids and make a run for it to be the decoy. But on the way, he's spotted by this weird 1930s actor sheriff who see the kids get out of the Winnebago. They go off looking for O'Day's brother, which, I mean, I hope they got better directions than we saw. Yeah. They just like start off running. But they get caught by the sheriff who exclaims, Welcome to Longview. And with that, we end Act Two. Sheriff, man. The sheriff is he's a real reactionary. He's like part <laughs> he's, he's Dukes so of Hazard <laughs> and part like it happened on Fifth Avenue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got big uh taking him back to Boss Hog vibes for this. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. So we start off with Tony and Tina back at the police Tony and Tia. Tony and Tia back at the police station as the greasy local sheriff fills out some paperwork. The kids give their names as Tony and Tia Castaway simultaneously, which doesn't make the sheriff happy. He grabs the keys and throws them in the clink, causing Tia to have yet another flashback to getting rescued. Apparently, the castaway name drop wasn't a ruse. I thought it was just them being like, I don't know, smart alecky or something. But uh, it was some sort of recovered memory. 
uh, of when they were called castaway. Uh, Tia thinks it means they spoke another language when they were found, and that's why they were slow learning to talk. They had speech delay. Uh, She remembers speaking a funny kind of language and says that Uncle Benet spoke it to them. Hmm. Hmm. Tony says, who is Uncle Benet? And Tia thinks maybe he died. Maybe he died. He was a guy. Just then, they start hearing the cops from the next room. Turns out Duranian is on his way, so the kids have to think fast. Tia Tia goes to the window where there is, of course, a bear in a cage just sitting around. This is really lost vibes There's something you don't see every day. (laughs) Put him with the bear in the cage. There's a bear in a cage outside the window, Tony. Uh, Tia uses her powers to bring Tony's harmonica from the other room. And uh, then she opens the cell door since we've been told she can unlock locks. Somehow the sheriff doesn't hear any of this. Yeah, what is, yeah. I mean, granted, this sheriff doesn't seem like the best of the best, but (laughs) somebody's like wailing on a harmonica and like locks are opening. Yeah, like slammer doors coming open and everything. They're not being quiet about it. Uh, They make their way to the cell block door and peer through the grate at the sheriff who's messing around with the star case. And uh, Tony uses harmonica to build a kind of scarecrow from a raincoat a hat automaton and a broom yeah uh i didn't know what to call this thing he's like hangs a raincoat on a hanger and puts it on top of a broom and puts a hat on top of that and uh somehow the sheriff doesn't hear or notice the harmonica until tony has the scarecrow thing start attacking him with the broom (laughs) guys i gotta say i mean I'm putting this in the top five scenes of anything we've watched. Yeah. It's something. It, it is legendary. It is great. And I do not remember this at all. I don't either. Yeah, this is I remembered so much from this movie, I did not remember this at one bit whatsoever. It's so amazing. The when the, the sound he makes, he's like Grrr. And the sheriff is like terrified. Well, like, I would be terrified. Dives behind a chair and what's is the only like, appropriate reaction we've seen in the movie so far? Well, that's true. That <laughs> is true. It does look like a kind of twirling attack. It's like something from Kingdom Hearts. It like twirls and slaps him with its like long arms. <laughs> and then starts going at him with the broom. Uh, this would make a lot of really good animated GIF files, I I think. Oh, we'll have to get absolutely. Yeah, that, we gotta do it. There's that gunshot sound, like, it just yeah. falls to the ground. I'm like, what was that? Oh, well, man. Tia thinks this is delightful, because the sheriff is, like, terrified and screaming, and Tia's just like, this is great. And she goes off to do something with the bear, but then Tony somehow inflates the thing because it, it yeah, like what? inflates. Oh, okay. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know what was inflating, like it's the raincoat? His, his other power. Why yeah. would that be a thing that happened in the I didn't understand we, that either. The idea of the scene. Well, we gotta do something with that raincoat. <laughs> How about it just blows up? <laughs> just, it, it blows up and explodes. Ah, okay. So that was the gunshot. So that's shot the pop. Yeah, that's okay. the gunshot because it pops when it blows up. Because at first I was like, is that somebody like behind it just holding it up? 
I'm like, no, it's inflating. So it explodes, and the sheriff is just like, oh, no, <laughs> behind his chair. raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, ra- the raincoat, like, falls on top of the chair. So it's like he's got a little fort in the corner of the room. And it's just kind of hiding there. Outside, Tia's letting the bear go, just in the middle of town. because And I, to the town, you know, earlier you had said it was in Franklin. Uh, this felt like it was in Spruce Pine, North Carolina, to a T. Yes, like, it where did. was this town? <laughs> yes, it did. It yeah, doesn't feel the- California at all. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so, you know, I put my notes... I was like, I think this sheriff gives me like Brian Dennehy vibes. I was like, is oh. this the same town that Rambo blew up? In yeah. I, yes. I thought <laughs> yes. the same thing. I was like, that was up in Oregon though. I was like, oh, this is in California. Yeah. Like, we should do this movie all over again, but this time we have like a disgruntled Vietnam vet, you know? <laughs> it, yeah. It plays into, especially what's going to happen next. So yeah, it works. Absolutely. Yeah. It does feel like that. That is totally what it feels like. Uh, so anyway, with the bear loose, all three of them, the kids and the bear, head off into the wilderness. <laughs> but back in town, we've got kind of a lynch mob vibe going on. As a bunch <laughs> well, of there we go, it's Rambo. Bunch of locals have shown up with their shotguns and are harumphing at the sheriff. That one guy. Is, that one guy. Oh my that gosh, one. this guy. Hey, sheriff. <laughs> oh man, I was in tears laughing at this guy. We're gonna yeah. chase him into the mountain or what? Hey, sheriff. What you going to do? Chase them all the way to Witch Mountain or what? (laughs) Tim Robbins as posse member. He has his hair like this big, like. It is like a pompadour. Pompadour. So good. And he's like bobbing his head and he's talking like he's really like excited and worked up, ready to go do some shooting. And You know, I was, I'm I'm on IMDB right now and I'm looking at the picture of the actor who played truck and he kind of looks like this character does now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice he's his kid he grew into his truckness yeah uh yeah this uh th- this crowd's in a frenzy that the sheriff is the sheriff is mad about his encounter with the whatever uh, the wraith and uh has got the crowd whipped up and says the kids must be witches from witch mountain this is a great like case study and how to act when you're in a posse you know like <laughs> there's some people really like not doing much and some people are doing like a lot yeah doing all this the work a yep. good combination uh, it's a really good posse yeah you get you get the bulk you get the number of people not doing <laughs> much to give it bulk but then right. to give it that really that spicy flavor yeah you, some uh, people in the background who never get seen are doing like the most but yeah I yeah mean, there's like is this yeah. the first reference to witch mountain yeah okay <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Which mountain is that? (laughs) (laughs) You'd think that with the importance of which mountain, we would have heard of it before, but. um, Right. uh, Apparently, it's well known in these parts. I I was was expecting Bolt to bring it up. Yeah. Yes, which mountain? I bought it once. Well, the mention of which, <laughs> which mountain really gets the crowd going. I they buy are, and sell which yeah, mountains they, every day. <laughs> they cock their weapons. They're going to go shoot those kids. <laughs> yeah, well, the sheriff says he wants everybody to arm themselves, and they're going to divide into hunting parties. We need more ammunition. Hey, sheriff, we need more ammunition. <laughs> hey, sheriff. Hey, well, sheriff. well, this is when like that that one like that dude steps up and says, "Are we going to chase him to Witch Mountain or what?" And, and he says, "No, we'll cut them off before they get there." So they're going to just go shoot them. 
it's rough times in this little town. Uh, a Duranian shows up as the rabble is dispersing. A sheriff tells him that the kids are evil themselves and must be caught. The hillbillies all load into the back of their trucks and go off to get more ammo. And uh, But even uh, Duranian's sensitive driver, his gun-toting driver, is worried. He says they've got blood in their eyes. There's no use trying to reason with them now. I guess we tried to shoot him earlier. But yeah, I was going to say, it says <laughs> a guy just pulled a pistol on him earlier. Yeah, he was worried. He showed up. And he's like, it's it's a mob. This sensitive guy. So Duranian gets back in the car, gets on the blower, and calls for a complete check on Jason O'Day. He calls yeah. security. This yeah, is his thing security. now. Get me security. security. Hello, security. I want to know what Jason O'Day, I want the complete check. I want the dossier. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah do a FOIA request on Jason O'Day because he's got a file a mile wide. Oh, back in the mountains of North Carolina, Tony, Tia, and the bear are running <laughs> while a bunch of yokels search for them with their rifles out. I'm also a little nervous for the kids being this close to the bear. Yeah. <laughs> this was like real bear, yes. not not, not special effect bear. They're petting the bear. They're just uh, he's just milling around with them, just hanging out. The bear plus kids plus posse started to feel really mystery science theater yeah. to me. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good call. Totally. It's a big bear, too. The bear noises, man. The bear bear fully was. Oh, my gosh. I was like, can we get rid of this bear as soon as possible? (laughs) 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 I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah, Michael. So they tell tell the bear to leave. The bear just goes, (laughs) go. So funny. Is that, oh man, yeah, who is doing that? They've got like a giant mason jar, I'm sure. <laughs> well, to your point, uh, Tony talks Tia into ditching the bear, and she doesn't she doesn't want to let it go, but he's like, no, we need to get rid of the bear. So she sends it into a cave to hide until sunset when it can come out and do things. And this apparently hurts the bear's feelings, as she says. <laughs> uh, you hurt his feelings. <laughs> it's so good i loved it we need a bear foley mr mcdonald give us give us something good felt felt like jimmy mcdonald uh this sets up a bit of business where some of the excited hunters from the hunting party close in on the cave they think the kids are in that cave but the one guy uh, there's one guy that looks like all like there's four guys right and so but one of them looks like he should not be there. He looks more suited for like LA or New yes. York. He looks familiar. Like I've seen him in something else. It was yeah. uh Loggins and Messina from Sandy at Disney. Hey, well, so. yeah. And I gotta say, man, some serious style inspirations in this posse. It's like, man, I would wear that. <laughs> I would wear that. I would wear that. I should be in a posse, I guess. Definite Elmer Fudd vibes on some of the. Yes. The yes. It was a whole mix of people. Oh, I would love really like a detailed breakdown of like each of these guys because it's a real cross section of guys. Right. <laughs> so anyway, they close in on the cave thinking the kids are inside and go inside and only find the bear. The bear's there waiting for him. Honks at him Roar. real big. They ditch their uh, they ditch their guns. They just oh, drop yeah. them and run. Don't yeah. Throw your rifles away when a bear's chasing you. 
<laughs> what yeah, are you thinking? <laughs> bears lucky they didn't just unload on him. I guess that's what happened. The cave. I guess they must, they must be terrible hunters whenever they see like whatever they're at. They're like, ah! <laughs> All right, weapon. boys, let them have it. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> yeah. We cut to Hiram O'Day's house. Hiram. Hiram O'Day, where Jason is waiting for the kids. They come running down the road. So, uh, Hiram's not at home, which to me is the great loss of this movie. Well, he was, he was murdered, I think. <laughs> Like, Again, Jason another killed him. <laughs> mysteriously absent person in Jason O'Day's life. Be the uh, yeah the not appearing in this movie O'Day. <laughs> the the Disney Plus vehicle, the O'Days. You know, <laughs> Jason and Hiram, uh, the O'Day yeah. brothers. Yeah, I mean, I just can only imagine what Hiram O'Day must have been like. Like, well, who, this place is very quaint. It's like an alpine setting for yeah, him. So, imagine like Lloyd Bridges, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, that'd definitely be great. Lloyd, yeah. Lloyd Bridges would be perfect. <laughs> a good, he's a good Hiram O'Day. Yeah. I picked the wrong yeah. man to quit smoking. <laughs> Jason, what are you doing? I thought you were out on the road. You, you vagabond. You just start skinning a deer right in front of the kids. Right. And the guts <laughs> gunning a deer. <laughs> smoking a corncob pipe. Are you bleeding out a bear he killed? <laughs> oh, no. Yes, you hear, brother. Then he gets and walks to the other part of the cabin and starts making sausage. Just starts putting meat in it and grinding it right in front of him. <laughs> Sausages. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? We use every part of the animal around here, kids. <laughs> Nothing goes to waste at Hiram O'Day's. Unfortunately, Duranian has gotten the background report on Jason, and uh, which apparently includes where his brother lives. So he and his driver set off to the house. 15 about, minutes. We can be there in 15 minutes. Probably, right. he, yeah, he checks his Garmin or he something. I don't know. Garmin, that's right. Be there in 15 minutes. Back at the house, Tia's trying to figure out how they both came up with the name Castaway. She's still on that. Uh, Jason is amazed <laughs> that they know the word Castaway. Like, you're well, smart yeah. kids. How do you know what that <laughs> word means? What Castaway is. Pretty smart. What does Holocaust yeah. mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever watch gladiator movies? <laughs> you like? Did you like gladiator? Do you know what accessory to murder means? <laughs> <laughs> accessory after the fact means. Uh, anyway, they both remember Castaway as the name of someone they're supposed to see. She says they were in some kind of wreck and were in the sea. And they had an uncle, Uncle Benet, who kept them afloat before he drowned. It's all starting to all starting to come back to Tia. They say they have to get to the mountains. And Jason says Hiram had written him letters mentioning which mountain. Convenient. It says a place where these strangers moved in and settled there. They kept mostly to themselves. No one knew where they came from. But let's get them. Yeah. <laughs> let's get our <laughs> shotguns and go get them. Uh, everyone decides, well, this must be Tony and Tia's people. It, it stands to reason. Mm. Hiram wouldn't write a letter unless it was important. You know. He's like Ron Swanson now. That's, that's what I'm envisioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a group of people who would take clothes and make them into automatons to attack people with their whirling. <laughs> Strange folk. Uh, Duranian's on the way in, though, and uh, he calls security again. Have them tell Bolt about where they are to give them their location. Bolt immediately goes out and gets in his customized helicopter. I love that. 
With your oh, name on the nice side. That's a nice-looking helicopter, yeah. man. It's real nice. These guys are about to get their heads chopped off. Right the yeah, that's true. Right there. Yeah, it was a little safety hazard there. They, anyway, he gets in his helicopter to head to Hiram's, where Duranian is just arriving. This sets off Tony and Tia's spidey senses, and they head out back to get in the Winnebago. Tia sends out another psychic message to the bear that they need help, and it books it in their direction. This is a speedy bear. <laughs> Apparently, it got over its uh, hurt feelings and decides to. Oh, decide he's to stoked. Help. He's like, oh, they want me. They really do like me. <laughs> the gang gets into the Winnebago and goes tearing off again. Uh, but when Duranian tries to give chase, the bear is in his car. Yeah, that, was, that made me laugh. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> kind of eating the seatbelt, too. It's kind of gumming the seatbelt. Yeah. That was fun. And he just kind of stares at the bear in his car. Uh, Tia keeps having memories about all the people who died on their ship. Tony says that all of the people in Witch Mountain came from the same country in different ships. Tia says, ah, it wasn't a country. It was a place. It's not there anymore. Tony agrees, says the design on Tia's star case was the emblem from where they used to live. Oh. Oh. Jason's like, oh, two stars? Never heard of a place called two stars. <laughs> well, it's like It's the two star kids. <laughs> Tony says it's because their world had two stars, the emblem. Scandinavia. They came oh. from another Tatooine. world. Oh, they, yeah. They See, from, I, all right. Then this happened. It took a turn that I did not like. I was all in. I'm like, I'm like, okay, these are witch kids, cool. And then all of a sudden, now we're aliens. Uh, uh, yeah, that was the, the head. Fake. That was the turn you didn't like, Andy. I, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Up until then. Up until then, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I'm all perfect. in. What? <laughs> Turned it off. Uh, head fake. I was promised witch. It's in the title. Yeah. They didn't need to be aliens. I mean, really. They didn't. No, they could have just been witches. Yeah. You're, I agree with you, Andy. Oday seems to be taking the alien stuff rather rather well, though. <laughs> I <laughs> said uh, the know. same thing. Jason takes it pretty well, all things considered. Said, the well, dude abides, man. You know, <laughs> just, just another brick in the wall. Far out. <laughs> I've, I've been looking to get into the cult. <laughs> far out, Jason, did you not hear us? We said you were, were aliens. Far out. <laughs> Take me with you. All right. Who wants some tuna? Hey man, that's, and that's <laughs> cool. That's cool. You, you guys like, flour? like tuna and milk? Yeah. <laughs> Our planet died because we didn't have enough tuna. Oh yeah, they're from another solar system. And then Tony remembers everything. Says their planet was dying. The only remaining industry was making spaceships, which is an odd detail. And everyone bailed to head to Earth, but then their spaceship crashed, and they were the only ones to survive. They weren't very it, good at making spaceships, evidently. <laughs> yeah. It was the last one off the line. Again, everybody seems to take this all pretty much in stride. They're like, yeah, that makes sense. Another planet, sure. Why, that must have been a spaceship and not a boat you were on. Meanwhile, Bolt is circling Hiram's house in his helicopter and checking out the bear that's still in Duranian's car. We get a nice, like, uh, binocular view of the that bear. That was really funny to me. Just like, let me look in this. Oh, 
just like the bear. <laughs> and they do multiple angles. And what made me wonder is like, was this a single camera that they just set it up multiple times and had the bear get out of the car multiple times? <laughs> All right, get back in the car again. Take two. All right, reset the bear. All right, back to one. <laughs> Call him one take Yogi. <laughs> The bear finally takes off. It gets spooked by the helicopter, I guess. And they leave to look for the Winnebago Uh, again. (laughs) They left me. Meanwhile, we find ourselves in Stony Creek, which seems to have been abandoned, uh, which is never explained why it's abandoned. Uh, It's kind of spooky Twin Peaks vibe around town. Mm. And uh, Jason takes the kids to the Misty Valley Cooperative. Oh, man. This place. This place is great. Very choice. Yeah. I don't know how Jason knows to take the kids to the Misty Valley Cooperative or what the Misty Valley Cooperative is. Well, you know, here's all I'll say to that. You know, there's a lot of talk about looking for IP to put in Disney parks these days. And you uh, just plop the Stony Creek River in and the Misty Valley Cooperative down there, and I will give all my money. You know, like, let's do this. Put it it in there. What would they have there? Barbecue Uh, restaurant. (laughs) Barbecue restaurant and the meet and greet, maybe in the cooperative. With a bear? Um, With a bear. That's a good idea. Or Mr. O'Day meet and greet. Or you could go go on the Winnebago, you know? Rouching at you. Yeah, Jason O'Day meet and greet would be good with an animatronic like bear <laughs> puppet to his side. And be the, like, yeah, a bear a, encounter and the cat. Yeah, and then you, and then they uh, make they sell uh, tuna sandwiches. The bear thing could be like the raptor thing at Universal, where it's like <laughs> you're taking your picture with it, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. and then you get to yell at it and hurt its feelings. Just its head sticking out of the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, and it gets sad when you leave. Uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the Misty Valley Cooperative is a very mysterious organization. Also, it sounds yeah. like it should be the name of like a band from the era, the Misty Valley Cooperative. Oh, yeah. It's like a band that would have played in Tomorrowland back in like 1972, <laughs> the Misty Valley Cooperative. <laughs> Aggressive rock band, yeah. And it's a nice red carpet, too. Well, it reminds me of this place in the woods behind our neighborhood called the Rooster Hut, where, where the JCs, the retired JCs, have a clubhouse in the woods, and uh, it's kind of got the same vibe. And it's it uh, does it does it that we should yeah. have a whole podcast about the Rooster Hut. The Rooster Hut's pretty epic. <laughs> you can't just drop that and walk yeah. away. Well, it's, it's, a, this is a very overlap to the Rooster Hut. The place it's, in the woods behind our house called the Rooster Hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, meanwhile, Duranian has found the hunting party, and he raises the bounty to $5,000, but adds that the kids have to be taken alive. You know? Right. Can we can we talk about this convertible, that the fact that the hunters are riding around in a convertible? Yes. It's like that. American graffiti, but... <laughs> but like a bunch of like yokel hunters riding around in it yeah i loved it the guys say well the kids aren't here but they might be in the next town up the line stony creek so everybody saddles up i mean they just pile in the backs of these cars in this uh in this convertible and head for stony creek uh, back at the co-op office jason and the kids are still cooling their heels because no one is there why 
No one is in town, but it's never explained why. Again, I'm mm-hmm. so confused. There's some leaps here that I don't quite understand. It, they they try to. They're like, oh, we gotta gotta wrap this thing up, and it starts to get a little sloppy. Yeah, not that it was ever like tightly conceived. No, I guess, that's totally but. what it's like. Uh, well, they're like, oh, wonder where everybody is. And Tony's like, I know it's just got something to do with the phone book. So he goes to the phone book and apparently finds something. I don't know what that. And then he gets on the phone and makes a call to the Misty Valley Cooperative, which the guy's like Misty Valley Cooperative, uh, which they're at the Misty. I don't yeah, understand what what's happening. It's happening. Yeah. I got really confused about that. Really confused. Like, what did he see in the phone book? He's like, oh, I'll, I know we should call the place we're at. It'd be funny if there was like a guy just in the back room on the phone that hadn't heard them. And was like, oh, you should have rung the bell. This again, this plays into my whole A-team theme. You know, remember how Hannibal would like put something in like a newspaper and then people would like see it <laughs> and then they would do that thing. And then that's how they hired the A-team. It was like the same kind of thing here. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe this is it. Uh, somebody picks up uh, at the Misty Valley Cooperative phone number. Tony says he's looking for the castaway family. The guy's like, oh, it's it's all right. It's all right. He says, uh, are you looking for Mr. Castaway? Duranian's, Duranian drives up outside, but Tony stays on the phone. They kind of hunker down. And the guy on the other end says, oh, is this Tony and Tia? Thank the blessed stars. We've been looking for you for years. <laughs> <laughs> says uh now listen up everything's got a time out so you should head out the back door to jason's camper oh. and tony immediately hangs up which made me hope there wasn't important further instructions right <laughs> he's like okay one so more thing first, go outside and get in the camper okay bye click but whatever you do don't click yeah whatever you do <laughs> don't turn left i did think though that it was at i was expecting that to be the bad guys or something you know, I didn't yeah. think that would be right, people that right. trust. Or whoever eliminated everyone in the town, the people right. at the factory that like yeah. put the like the toxic gas in the air that made everybody pass out or something. We've been watching you for a long time, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you and Tia, thank the blessed stars. <laughs> Not to worry though, because as soon as they leave out the back, they get a psychic broadcast saying that the plan is to let Duranian follow them because the mysterious castaways have a surprise set up for him that will make the bad guys leave the kids alone forever. And everyone just kind of rolls with it. Uh, Duranian and the yokels all head off after the Winnebago. And uh, when they catch up, things, things starting to get dicey. Tony pulls out his harmonica, of course, and uses his powers to chuck a sack of flour at the pursuing cars. Ugh. <laughs> in a scene was, that would make an impeccable animated GIF file again. Yeah. <laughs> it would. And so far, it's been most of the effects have been all practical. You know. Yeah. Then this happened, and I was like, oh no. Yeah, it, everything bad. takes a real turn right about here. Yeah. At, at, it's 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 not great, uh, but it's hilarious. The flower tags one of the yokel cars and sends it crashing into a tree. And oh, there's man. more great ADR. Yes, with these guys getting out of the car. What what happened down there? Yeah. Oh, look out the door. <laughs> he opens the door. I'm upside down. 
Yeah, that was great. That's really good stuff. Uh, the psychic voice says, nice job, but don't forget, we want Duranian to see what's coming up. Uh, they want to convince him and Bolts that the kids are out of their reach forever. So the chase continues through the winding hills of California, and Bolts' helicopter starts doing some Magnum PI zoomies on the Winnebago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Big Magnum vibes here. Bolt says, oh, I found you a route, Duranian, that will allow you to cut off the Winnebago. Just turn hard left right now. So Duranian cuts a Yui and heads off on a side road, and which takes him ahead of the RV somehow. And he parks his, yeah. yeah, oh, totally. Parks his massive land yacht so it's blocking the road, and Jason is heading towards it at ramming speed. But at the last second, he tries to evade, but instead the Winnebago goes soaring off into the sky. Oh. And thoughts yeah. here. Oh. oh, man. You know, when a, when a special effect mm. is so bad that you mock it relentlessly as a child, <laughs> uh, it's not going to get any better when you're an adult. No. Like, why is it so bad? That's it's, what I don't get. It's almost like it's animated, but it's not. It's just so It's like bad. Monty Python. Yes. Like, yeah. But, like, yeah. I've never seen a visual effect, like, just end a movie like that. Just, <laughs> you know, just stop it dead in its tracks and everyone just be like, oh, my gosh, this just takes everyone out of it. Well, I thought the next special effect did, did, did it worse. Did it worse. But, I mean, this is where it really hits the wall. And then it it gets worse from here. But yeah, it's odd because they're pretty good at this kind of stuff. And I mean, I know it's whatever. Uh, it's 1975 and there's only so much you can do. But there had to have been a better way. Star Wars came out two years later. Yeah. But did it have a Winnebago? I think not. George Lucas, George Lucas saw this movie and all of a sudden he got an idea for how to, how to do the I, I, will, I will not have any Winnebago's in my movie. <laughs> I will. I the world is the not company. ready for Winnebago. The Winnebago was too clean. It needs to be more lived in and dirty. So I invented a way to do it. We had a Winnebago and called it the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> anyway, more hillbillies go flying off the road into the lake. And we get some more Foley. And also, always get to show that they're fine. Everybody gets to, like, get their scene of, like, getting out yep. and, like, shaking their fists at the sky just to show that they're alive. Uh, Duranian and his driver watch the Winnebago fly off, kind of like Mary Poppins or something. Turns out this isn't Tony and Tia's doing, but someone else more powerful is making it happen. They drive the RV up beside Bolt's helicopter where we get a like a multiple quintuple look take from Ray Milland. And uh, then both RV and the helicopter fly into a sudden intense bank of clouds that come from nowhere and is like driving into a wall of cotton. So these effects were not great. No, no, no. And we get like the shot of like, uh, bolt in the helicopter with like the animated clouds coming over his face <laughs> like the cloud is inside the helicopter or something no headphones he's gonna go deaf in that thing yeah uh well they come out of the cloud and 
he's like, that Winnebago's upside down. Winnebago's can't fly upside down. That's ridiculous. They shouldn't even fly at all. And uh, But then he notices his hair standing up, and his uh, pilot's hair is standing up. And then he realizes the helicopter's flying upside down. Oh, oh I see. Ooh. That makes sense. Wow. When Abega was upside down, it'd be very odd. Yes, but the helicopter's flying upside down, which is a thing that happens. Pure evil, those kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is really silly. This is like clutch cargo animation of... Uh, it's just also played kind of straight. It's just like weird, like how long they hang on it. You know, yes. like the shot. Yes. It's like... Upside down, upside down, upside down. Get it? It's, it's like, upside what? down. Helicopters shouldn't like, be upside down, but this one is. Yeah, if your shot is not working, you need to edit around that as quickly as you can. And they just mm-hmm. let it play. They just let it go. Uh, it's rough. Uh, the Winnebago lands safely in a field. And the voice tells the kids to get out of the RV and wait, which they do. They start to say goodbye to Jason. I guess they know this is goodbye, or they know that we're running out of time. And give him Winky to keep him company. Jason says, if they don't mind, he'd like to remember them as his own kids. Which is kind of weird, but they seem down for it. I thought it had been funny. It's been like, the voice says we need to kill you because you know too much now. (laughs) (laughs) And now the voice is telling us it's time for you to die. Uh, so they're hugging, and then uh, as they hug, Denver Pyle comes out of some trees nearby. Finally, I know we were promised Denver Pyle in this movie, and it w- it goes way too long without delivering. Agreed. A Denver Pyle is dressed in what must be just his own Denver Pyle clothes. Just <laughs> wore a personal. Just wore it, it onto the set. Do you find it weird to hear Denver Pyle talking to his like? not talking with an accent like a a southern accent because he speaks very you know normal as i would expect his regular yeah. voice was and it's just it's kind of strange because i've only it ever is. heard him talk it is uncle strange. jesse or briscoe darling or something like that yeah and it's also weird hearing him talk about like science fiction things yeah uh like you earth man you are a good man <laughs> i hope there are more men on earth like you i done told you duke boys <laughs> anyway this is uncle benet by the way that's uncle benet it's very jolly has kind words for the kids and for jason says like i said good to know there are earthmen just like him hopes the other kids out there find men just like him apparently they've lost a lot of kids all the kids out there with their star cases and maps only tony and tia have found their way back <laughs> yeah, just kids on the lamb jason says i'll keep my eye open to find more kids and, but you uh, will. Okay. <laughs> this feels like hmm. a setup for like, this is like a pilot for a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Like and Jason called the, uh, what the Misty Valley cooperative <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by the Misty Valley cooperative. We, which we never find out what that means, but oh well. It's a front, man. It's a a front shell for corporation. For- yeah. 
Uh, Duranian shows up in his car and Bolt is still flying upside down, still hanging on to that gag. Uncle Benet says, well, I'll have to take care of them both. Says, Jason, you can stay and watch and you'll get to see how we came into this world. Just baby. Yeah. Uh, they head off into the trees while the bad guys circle around. We get some really special shots of Bolt's helicopter flying upside down very slowly. It's upside down. It's upside down, and it's getting closer very slowly. Till it lands upside down on its rotor, which was one of the other things I remembered from this movie. That's one thing I did remember. Yep. Was this upside down helicopter on the ground, which about takes out Duranian when it's swinging around. Golly. It was a little stunt work there for Mr. Pleasance. Uh, Duranian and his driver go to help Bolt get out just in time to see a flying saucer come out of the trees. Yeah. I hated this. This is Boo. awful. Boo. Tony, Tia, and Uncle Benet are inside. They've got a little transparent window in the flying saucer that, that kind of fades morphs. away. Yeah. yeah. They wave goodbye to Jason before the saucer heads off in the direction of Witch Mountain. I thought it just been funny though if just if they did a shot of Jason and he just like suddenly realizes what's going on and how strange everything <laughs> yeah. is, and all of a sudden they do or, something like. That'd have been great. <laughs> He's just been shocked. Then roll credits. <laughs> I could have loved it if he just like unceremoniously got in the Winnebago and drove off like just right close to yes. <laughs> It's enough of that. Yeah. Well, that was a hell of a thing to see. <laughs> um, yeah. He turns to leave with Winky in tow. He's just like, all right, I guess. Duranian says, well, should have known there was more to ESP with those two. <laughs> And Bolt's like, and they just kind of get in his car and leave, Uh, which I guess, what else can you do at this point? Sheesh. Let's go bowling. Again, I thought they would have just turned and shot Jason. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we've been after him this whole time. (laughs) Let's kill somebody. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I thought them leaving was really just kind of abrupt and weird. Just them getting It'd be great the- if they would just shot him and then just drove it <laughs> off <laughs> and <a> slow <laughs> zoom out of the scene. As the like incredible Hulk sad walking yeah. music plays oh, in the background. That's yeah. amazing. Yes. Uh yeah, I just love that. Well, I guess I should have known there was more to ESP with those two. Ah, uh, well, there we go. Get one last shot of Jason watching the flying saucer, which kind of heads into a misty valley, which I guess is where the co-op is. And he says, well, they're home now. And we reach the end. Oh, man. 
<sighs> that end could not come soon enough. Yeesh. <laughs> it took it out of you. It was the harmonica, wasn't it? It did. Yeah, the harmonica didn't help. I don't know, man. I felt like it just went downhill so far. It went downhill real fast in the third act. Yeah. 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 I was doing pretty good all the way to the, probably until the, um, the RV took off. It's about the time. That's, you know, um, it really was like, it just ran out of time. And they're just like, oh, well, we'll just do this. I feel like part of why they ran out of time is they, like, in the beginning, they just kept on being like, oh, he he can move things and she can do things with her mind over and over again. It's like, okay, now what? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, let's rate this thing. Uh, Let's use our rubric, our personalized rubric. Robert, what are we grading on tonight? What's our scale? We got to go with a fly in Winnebago. I mean, and that's. Yeah. 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 Okay. Either that or bags of flour. Bags of of tuna. All right, well, maybe someone can talk me out of my dire mood, uh, but I'm going to start with Andy because I feel like he's going to be with me. Uh, plot and writing. Yeah. How many flying Winnebago's are we giving this one? Oh, gosh. this It's it's weak all the way around. It's not a one. It's not like horrible, but it, it's not good, so I'm going to go with a two flying Winnebago's. I'll agree with that. I think the premise could have been good yeah like oh absolutely the the tent poles of the premise are great um but the execution is so poor i'm gonna give it a two because it's like uh, i just think they squandered it Mm -hmm. completely uh michael yeah you talked me now it's gonna go low very low three but i think it's gotta be a two because i mean there's not any memorable dialogue I, I mean the it gets the story from the book and i don't know how much it changes from the book but there's a very interesting story to be told there but it tells it in a very uninteresting way so right yeah, right for me uh o'day's lines great yeah that's but, true that's true robert well you guys are kind of shocked me because I, I thought we were going to be hitting in, into the one territory um, and I was going to go with a, with a two and be the, the one, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everyone else has gone too. So I was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you then. It's, it's a two for me. Well, let's move on to casting and acting. I'll go right back to you, Robert. How many flying Winnebago's are you going to give this one? Oh, uh, man. The kids weren't good. Um, the, uh, O'Day, I, I liked him. Um, I'm going to go with a two on the casting and acting um, because, yeah, nobody really stood out. Nobody really carried it. All right, Michael, what do you say? Tough one because, I mean, you've got some good, like the three main adults, Ray Milland and Donald Pleasance and, oh, Eddie Albert, are all like real actors. I mean, prominent actors. And I think they did fine. but they weren't really given anything interesting to do. All like Raymond and got to do was just sort of stare at things. And Donald Pleasance didn't really get to up his on Pleasance. I think Eddie Albert was the only one who got a lot to a fun stuff to do. So 
I mean, but I, I thought everybody was adequate. I'll give it a three. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to Andy because I can't quite decide what to do. Yeah, Andy, how many do you give it? No, I, I, I'm going to have to go with a two. I, there was, uh, yeah, you're right. I think Eddie Albert was the only one that had anything to work with, really. Everyone else was just kind of just bland. Um, so it wasn't horrible, again, but uh, I can't give it a three. So two Winnebago's. Yeah, I think I'm doing the same. I, it's between a three and a two. I think you're right. The casting, there are a lot of good names, but the kids were really bad. And it's just distracting at a certain point. And you could tell, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody was really putting their all into this one. Uh, it just feels like. And, and the strange, like the sheriff was strange. There was just so many strange oh, yeah, like, side characters. I was like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Production value. I uh, I think I'm going to go first here. And I am going to give it a one, I think. Because yeah. just on the, well, no, I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to stay with my twos. I want to give it a one because uh, I just thought there wasn't enough music. Yeah. And there wasn't, and the special effects were awful. But I do think that the vibe is unique. So I'm going to bump it up to a two for that. But, uh, yeah, I just, it's just so boring at a certain point to me. And I think the production was part of that. Uh, distracting at the end, perhaps, with the special effects. But I got to ding it pretty good for that. Uh, Robert? Well, clearly I like the... the- the camera moves i like the camera angles um certainly early on um i I found them gripping whether or not they were repeats from a team or not uh the a team camera work never appealed to me as a kid but um but aside from that you gotta go back and watch it man the uh there's a lot you saw a lot of wires uh for the special effects uh course the winnebago was bad i mean i'm I'm thinking they made a model t fly convincingly (laughs) right and you know uh, they but and and they couldn't do something i mean some forced perspective would have worked here um i don't yeah i don't understand i just um so uh, yeah i was gonna give it a three probably originally uh but i'm probably gonna stay with a two i think I've, i've come down yeah, I mean, it's bad when I don't even look for wires. I felt like this one, an unidentified flying oddball, I just saw all oh, the wires. Oh, unidentified that was on flying different eyeball level. was the That one pink. was way, yeah. yeah. See, see that, that's what I was going to say. Is that, to me, is a one, unidentified yeah. flying eyeball. Because yeah, yeah. they were so clear that you could see the wires. I didn't, honestly. I mean, I saw just a little bit, but I think you see that in all of them, that there's always a little bit of wire. But So I didn't... I didn't want to ding it that hard for that. I thought for the most part, the practical ones were, were decent. It was just yeah. when they got to, when the flying flower bag of flour and the Winnebago <laughs> and all that stuff started happening, that was just like, Oh, this is awful. And then of course he had the upside down helicopter. Um, so for me, the, and again, the music, the music was, was lack of music. All. Yeah. Um, the, the poor lighting, a uh, lot of that kind of stuff. It just all adds up. So I, I, I can't give it a one, but it's definitely not a three. So I'm going, I'm in the two camp as well. Okay. Michael, what do you say? 
I agree with everything that's been said. I, I will say in its favor, I found I did like all the practical stuff. All, all the optical stuff was real bad, but the practical stuff was good. Also, I liked all the location shooting. Like it really yeah, felt that's true. Yeah. Like felt really moody and I mean they found some really good locations for it. And I did like the camera stuff early in the film, which they seem to just have given up on completely in the second half, which I think they gave up on a lot of stuff in the second half, weirdly enough. I mean, I'm really tempted to give it a three because it didn't feel cheap until the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll give it, I'll give it a three, a low three, but a three. Okay. All right. Location shooting just does it for me. What can I say? Yeah, extra credit. Uh, we'll get back to you for entertainment value, Mike. What do you give it? I'll give it a two. I mean, it just needed a little, little spark. It didn't have that mm-hmm. spark. Mm-hmm. Robert, what do you say? I'm going to go with a three. I. You know, I'm, I might go back and rewatch this again someday. I, I didn't hate it enough to say I, I, I never want to see this again. Um, so, you know, aside from the things I didn't like, I mean, I, 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 there were moments where I was entertained, and I, I mean, so yeah. And I'll say I didn't hate it either. I, there are probably other two things that I liked a lot less than this. I mean, it, it was just sort of craftsmanlike and just sort of. Yeah, I guess I like that they were taking Down. risks with some of the stuff they were trying to do. and then, so I'm going to say a two for me. I I did not like it. I, I, I just, I guess it's like, if I'm going to watch a movie that bad, I'd rather it be a comedy, I guess. Uh, but I did like the, the ambition of it. So I would give it credit for that and that it strikes a different tone than all the other movies that we watch so often. So I'll give it credit for that. But I just feel like the kids are not great. And then it just gets into this. It just got into the mud and then they just wrapped it up and it it was just like over and they just kind of threw the ending together. So I don't know. I, it makes me wonder if they were running out of time again. or something. Like yeah, if the schedule was getting something. really tight down near the end. This wouldn't be on my list to watch again, but I definitely appreciate it as a kind of historical thing that it came at a time that it really was different. So they were trying stuff. Andy? At the top of the show, I said that I was going to reserve giving my thoughts on them if I liked it or not. And I'm, I've, I'm going to fold that into this category. Usually I would give this a two, but I'm going to shock everyone and say, I'm going to give it a three because there were moments that I genuinely enjoyed that. And a lot of it was, it wasn't because it was good. It was because I just found it funny. Things like the ADR stuff, you know, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the, the sound of the bear, uh, just the ridiculousness of when she picks up the gun with her brain and turns it on them and cocks the gun. I was like, Oh my God, she's going to shoot these people. There was just moments like that. It was just, it was so crazy and ridiculous or just silly or poorly done that I, I just found it entertaining. And so it made me enjoy it more. Uh, I still don't think it's a good movie, but I did have to say that I enjoyed watching it for the most part. 
I so can see that. Have, have me rethinking my answer because of this uh, one scene in the police office, you know, like, yeah, that's I mean, true. I guess that's true. And I mean, I, the Misty Valley Cooperative. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a vibe to this. Yeah. Definite vibe for sure. And I guess, you know, like all the, all the previous movies we've watched, I think we kind of established this last time is there. You, you guys have said that you may not think the movie is good, but you enjoyed it. And yeah. I think that is actually applying to me in this case. All right. Cool. Well, let's plug this puppy into the computer that wore tennis shoes. See what, what, uh, escape to which mountain gets. Escape to which mountain comes in with a 2.25. Five, which ties it for number 30 out of 33. So just above Million Dollar Duck and tied with Fun and Fancy Free, which had 2.25. <laughs> uh, then Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo comes in at 28 with a 2.5. So there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like every time we look at what the peer group is, it's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it fits about right. Well, we've said what we have to say about this one. Uh, Michael, I'm curious what Leonard Balton had to say about this puppy. Well, Leonard, Leonard would disagree with us. Leonard gives it three stars, calls it an excellent Disney mystery fantasy. Oh. Says mm. director John Huff leads an attractive cast. Through the supernatural doings to an unexpected conclusion. The special effects may seem simplistic today, but for their time, they were excellent and still serve the movie's purpose well. Uh, he's, he's in for it. Says the screenplay efficiently combines chases, effects, humor, and mystery in a satisfying way. Well, come on, Leonard. Leonard's down. Yeah. Just your opinion, man. <laughs> well, I think I'm ready to close the book on this one. I mean, we'll have to return to Witch Mountain sometime, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely be keen to do it again. Um, but what's coming up directly around the bend, Mr. Robert? Oh, boy. Well, this wacky road trip we're on is going to take a spooky turn as we jump off the season four highway and turn down a dark and sinister road. Where the stars grow dimmer, the further one travels. Clouds obscuring the moon from sight. Never will a podcast feel so melancholy and utterly alone. That's right, folks. We're going to take a trip off I-4 down World Drive towards the darkness that is Disney World. Well, not actually. But um, (laughs) we are. uh, My feelings for I-4 right now and, and Disney World are a different podcast for a different day. But we're going to travel to Sleepy Hollow and also to London, but mainly Sleepy Hollow for our Halloween episode, which is Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toads, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Great intro. I never wrote the actual <laughs> title down. I forgot it. So. <laughs> Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toads, whatever. Pretty much. Yeah, that kind of sums it up. I haven't seen this one. I haven't seen this one in its entirety. Probably maybe since I was like little, little, like four or five. But I've seen excerpts of, from it a lot. So I have seen uh, the Ichabod part within probably about 
four or five years ago when they show it uh, at Halloween at, or they did, I don't know if they still do at Fort wilderness in the, in the horse barn. Oh, and it's wow. a special event. You can go see it. And then the headless horseman comes out. And oh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. cool. He pretty comes cool. out at, at Fort wilderness. Yeah. Ooh. And it is very effective. I must say. Yeah. The headless horseman effect in real life is effective. Yeah, I've seen this one uh, since Disney Plus. So, uh, yeah, excited to see what Andy thinks. Yeah, I, I've seen the Ichabod one. Uh, I've seen it. I think we, my family, watches it probably once a year for, ha- oh, for, the, wow, for the Halloween. Right. Oh, wow, there you uh, go. And I remember, I remember watching it. You know, back in elementary school when they'd put it on a reel. Wow. Yeah, film projector, and I remember oh, that's good that times. One. Yeah, historical. Well, that Halloween episode came from a suggestion from a listener on Twitter. You too can suggest episodes to us, and we'll do our best to work them into the podcast. You know the drill. Info at midfieldfilm.com and at midfieldfilm on all normal platforms. Are you a miserly millionaire sitting in your mansion overlooking Pebble Beach? Someone whose quest for wealth and fortune has you turning to the supernatural in order to figure out where to find your next big score? Have you considered that maybe you're going about it all wrong? Maybe you just need to brand yourself and your mansion and get your name out there in a different light. Maybe just clean up your image a little. You know, who's good at cleaning up images and branding? You know who it is. Todd Naparick, the one who can do it all. You don't need to kidnap kids who have ESP. You just need to get a good marketing campaign behind you to make that money work for you. Maybe give Xanthus a little pep talk with a big logo on the cast iron gates. Perhaps some flashy business cards. Maybe you henchmen could use some fun t-shirts when they're out doing your bidding. Look Todd up. BindingGraphics.com, B-Y-D-A-N-D Graphics.com, and on the Upworks, he's going to make you look good and a lot less sinister. So, from all of us here at the Medfield College Film Society to all of you, we wish you well and we'll see you for a spooky Halloween treat with Ichabod and Mr. Toad Thing. Mr. Toad's whatever. Mr. Toad's whatever. Bye-bye. Proud are we a mighty Redfield, our alma mater dear. Oh, the sons and daughters hail to thee. Redfield College of Technology. And while we hold your banner high, ha, ha, we shout your praises to the sky. Ha, ha, for proud are we a mighty Redfield.